Hi everybody, welcome to episode 138 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. I'm your host Lars, and as always we have Dolph, Hello. we've got Star, Hello. and we have Bob. Hello! So, uh, yeah, sorry for yawning because I'm tired, because I am a bit tired, but um... I think this is the thing. We're getting into autumn time now and everything's getting a bit mopey and everyone's getting a bit tired or injuries are happening because, you know, seasons change, you get a bit dopier, you don't think as much when you're doing things. So I'm just generally tired and a bit knackered. And since last podcast, I've been tired and a bit knackered. <laughs> yep. So I had last weekend off and... Um, as much as I wanted just to chill out and be on my own, uh, that didn't go to plan. So I mm. en- I ended up like running down to my parents, spending time with the boy, having the boy stay with me, go to his mum's, come back in the like the next day, and I'm like, okay, I just didn't get any just chill time like I'd usually do when I've got a weekend off, because yeah. he he usually goes to his mom. I don't see him all weekend, and I just get to just relax. And I didn't get that, so I'm going to be going back to work on Friday, and they'll be like, oh, you've had a weekend off, what do you do? I'm like, parents. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to just like veg out and play games and just do fuck all all weekend like I wanted to. But, yeah. No. So that's me, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> uh, Dolph? Yeah, I'm still recovering from my chest injury. <laughs> So, it happened to my computer after me and Star was um, sorting some boxes out in the bedroom. And doing a bit of um, spring cleaning in the autumn time, as it were. Mm-hmm. So, we both, did a, we both did a lot of sorting. We both started taking a nap. And between going to nap and waking up again, I think Star may have accidentally had it all by first and part of my rib. <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't do much for the first few days. So, I had to call in sick on work last week for the theatre. Star, did you do a people's elbow on Dolph? It, it wasn't excellent. It wasn't excellent. I said I was sorry. Did you shout from downtown the top rope, bam, as you went in? <laughs> no. No, nothing like that. No. I don't know. We're well, going to do it. Yeah. I've elbowed my ex-boyfriend in the nose when I was asleep once. <laughs> Ow. I thought his head was a pillow. I must have thought it was like something. Oh, well, this thing is it's not, it's not soft enough. Bash, bash, bash. Yeah, I elbowed him in the nose. I obviously don't remember doing it. I have a funny feeling I remember who this is. I'm pretty sure you would do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm dead. Another thing I did to Dolph, um, gosh, we're, to- we're talking back of when, like, we went to see Harry Potter, we were getting out of the car, we were getting in the car, one, two, and I accidentally shot one of Dolph's fingers in the car door. It wasn't one, it was three. Three cut fingers in the car door. Yeah, she shouted, have it, as well. Pardon? Have it. Have it, slam. The, 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 joke, the joke is now, um, has she ever asked, Ice cream. I say, oh, I have my favourite ice cream. Part door. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
is good. But um, it's 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 all good because I am. Um, so after I've um, elbowed him in the rib last Monday, I felt like absolute rubbish. I went into work. It was like right, okay, I do two days. Felt okay. Felt a little bit yeah, on Wednesday. Then went into work on Thursday. Felt hot and cold. I was like, yeah, no, I can't do this. So I went home. So we've been alright, pair. I've been ill with cold, flu-y kind of things, and dogs. Had his ribs, so we're yeah. right pair. <laughs> Not good. Nope. You've been looking after me, haven't you? As best I can. Good. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. That's love. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, how have you been? Um, not a lot, really. Mainly working. Visiting mum in the hospital. Yeah. Um, she's doing a lot better. That's good. We just gotta get her onto solid food instead of puree now, which is it's fantastic. The complete change, but obviously mm. she's getting fed up because she can't come home. We're getting fed up because she can't come home, but we can't have her come home until she's better. Yeah, and if they're not fully so, figured out what's causing the issues, they're gonna. They have no idea. Can they've done X. They've done CAT scans, they've done MRIs, they've done blood tests. They have no idea what's caused this. But since she's had this second bout, mm. uh, about bank holiday weekend, I think it was. Yes. She's been absolutely fine. Anything since then. Mm. So we've no idea what what actually caused this or anything. And the doctors have openly admitted they haven't got a fucking clue what caused it. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, um, I babysat for my nieces while my brother and his wife went to watch Mousetrap at mm. Buxton. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I always enjoy looking after them pair. Elsie is just a beast, honestly. Yeah. She's, she's, she's one of them kids that will just run with her head down, and if she headbutts a wall, she headbutts a wall. <laughs> Tilda is the complete opposite. She's like, I, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, you can't. It's fine. But she, she always likes when Auntie Rachel babysits because I let her stay up a bit late and we have pizza. Yeah. Um. I went to Leicester mm. for work. I'm on this EDP program that they've got, like employee development thing. That was interesting. Um, we had to explain ourselves in pictures, <laughs> like where we lived, who we lived with, what we like to do, and stuff like that. And then I've got to go to Milton Keynes for three days in two weeks. Yeah. Staying at the Holiday Inn, which is going to be nice, because it's right opposite the shopping centre. So you're going to come back with a right load of shit in the booby car then? Well, I'm not driving. One of the other girls has got um, business insurance on a car, so she's driving down. Yeah. That's great. I ain't even got to drive. Because mm-hmm. I hate driving. Means it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It's horrible. <clears throat> and then on the 7th, I'm booked in to have a new tattoo. Ooh. Oh, excuse me. Well, I'm not sure if it's the 11th or the 12th. I can never remember which day it's meant to be. But uh, I think it's the 11th, because it's a Wednesday. 
I'm down in London for Blink-182. So, yeah, it will be. The, the Wednesday will be the 11th, because I'm there the 9th, 10th, and 11th, which is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, so uh, hopefully when we've done the next podcast, which will be late, because obviously I'm not here for that, um, we can talk about that. I'm trying to see if anyone down London area wants to meet up on the Thursday and uh, hang out. Yeah. Because it's going to be like me, Matt, and Adam and Carly, I think. And then uh, I'm going to say any London Spartans want to meet up and hang out, let's do something. Because we're going to be doing like the sightseeing tour and get a bit pissed. Because <laughs> you, you don't have to get the train back till about 8 o'clock at night. Oof. So we can. You have, uh, to go, you have to go and get some food from Cam- Camden Market. Yeah. I love those food places; they're lovely. Well, I, should, I should probably message Charles. It's, it's not his actual name, but uh, and but oh, he fuck face. <laughs> We're going to be yeah. in Camden if you still live down that way. Yeah, if you do go to Camden and you see the the thingy zombie person, I don't know yeah. what his name is, but he's got a really massive mohawk, and he's like face full of tattoos and piercings all right he's really cool yeah let's see if you can get a picture with him oh i'm cool he's pretty good yeah uh we have got a lurky spark as well so hi sparks hello danger danger i came in uh quietly so yeah, I thought I'd put a thing on. It's like recording soon. Please end quietly and didn't wait to be announced, sort of thing. Because <laughs> it's alright. People are just going oh in the middle. And you're like, you're a fucking prick. Don't do that. <laughs> Always join quietly, and we'll we'll get to you. Oh yes, no, I'm uh, well aware of that one. Yep. How are you doing anyway? Not talked to you for a bit. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Just uh, I had uh, the middle daughter with COVID for the last two days. So. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She's got over it. You know, if, if they're well enough now, you can send them to school even while they're still actively ill. Yeah. Fucking stupid how, like, two years ago, we couldn't fart if you had COVID anywhere near the outside. Now it's like, yeah, yeah. no, put a mask on them, get them to school, fuck them off. Yeah. And they're well got enough. Them, got to teach them. Yeah. <laughs> no more remote learning. Oh, no, God, yeah. Other than that, yeah, all good. Boy had his bike stolen the other week. Yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. I, uh, I've got a, a once in a few years visit from me, uh, real dad coming up in a week and a half, so that should, should be interesting. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, other than that, all good. Cool, thank okay, you okay. very much. So, shall we get into the topics? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, was bobs, I think. yeah, the first couple of bobs, I think. Yeah. They are. This is from the mirror.co.uk. Yes, uh, oh. and was absolutely livid that his son was charged for an adult meal at a Chinese tea. <laughs> so, <clears throat> start off. I'm livid after Chinese buffet restaurant measured my 11-year-old son and charged me more. An angry dad is boycotting a Chinese buffet restaurant after they charged his 11-year-old son adult price because he was too tall to pay children's price. What the fuck? Just wait till you find out how tall he is. 
at the all-you-can-eat restaurants, there are usually two different prices, one for adults and one lower charge for children who eat a lot less. I think that's a lie, because kids eat, like, fucking shit tons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but one dad was left fuming after he was forced to pay for a full adult price for 11-year-old son's meal because he was too tall, despite only being five foot. That's, like, one inch shorter than me. And do you know what makes me chuckle as well? <laughs> I've just seen the name of the place and where it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Craig Tantrill, 50, claimed that when he went for a meal at the Chinese buffet Wong Ting in Sheffield... <laughs> That's down the road. <laughs> his son Joshua, his wife Jane, 48, and a group of their friends, all, who also had a 10-year-old son... Two, the two children were charged different rates. According to the dad, staff measured them both and said that because Joshua was taller than four foot five, he would be charged as an adult. What? How many adults do you know that's four and a half foot? Can I, can I also just point <laughs> out, why did, they let, why did they let them fucking measure your children? Don't know. Every time this like shit happens, I'm blowing my mic out with this. But what? You don't? They don't have a right to measure your kid. Tell them to fuck off. Jesus Christ! Wanting for one, wanting for another. Oh no! That's a podcast title. I did. I went there. That's a podcast title. (laughs) Fuck's sake. I think you'd say Dolph. Yeah. Bob beat me to the punch on that one, unfortunately. I did. Yes. Got one for Bob. You mean one one for Bob? (laughs) (sighs) So, when the angry dad was charged £22.50 instead of £10 for his kid's meal, he challenged the decision but still had to pay full price. Craig said the youngster had only eaten half a plate of chow mein, crispy duck and prawn crackers. I think that's a lie, you probably are. And he was absolutely disgusted by the staff's decision. Craig, a steel worker, said, It ruined my night. I was really annoyed and wanted to pay the just wanted to pay the bill and get out of there by the end of the night. <clears throat> he added, if he was fifteen or sixteen year old lad or in secondary school, then we would fully understand it. He's just started his last year in primary school and has just turned 11. He's not even in secondary school. I was absolutely disgusted. According to Craig of Sheffield, the menu said pricing was height dependent, but didn't say what, state what the height was. Then on the wall, there was a really tacky sign that someone drew with a biro and just hung on the wall. The restaurant owner was joking with my son and asking if he wanted a pint of Cobra. I said, you might as well get him one, as they're charging us full price for him, but he walked off. They could have drawn up that sign and stuck it up wherever they wanted. Uh, Oh, no, there's more. The dad of one is now boycotting the restaurant as and doesn't see why they wanted an extra £12. We spent £217 between us, so I don't see why they would feel obligated to get that extra £12 out of us. 
now they've lost our business because we've been in a few times before. Manager for Wong Ting, Lance Pang. God damn it. <laughs> defended the restaurant's policy and said he will stick to his guns and added, if you don't like it, you have the option to leave. People are ignorant. It's on the menu. Sometimes you get a child who is 15 and 6 foot 2 and they eat more than anyone else. That's it. Yeah, but a 15-year-old is a teenager, not a child. Mm. Yep. The, the height dependent on the that's that I could see Trayton Sanders going no because you you can't legally measure a minor you have yep. to get permission to do that so that that's fine well, it is under the terms of service on that but still it's a it's a safety issue oh yeah um, that's that's the thing the older. Uh... Because uh, he could just ring the police and say uh, they're trying to measure my son who is 11 years old and I disagree on this. Because then they'll have to go in and be like, no, you can't do that. It's I, I get the point where it's like, yes, children do eat more than adults, usually. Because they're growing. Yeah. So, yeah. But you can't do it on height. You cannot do it on height. That is fucked. Yeah. If anything, they should have done because what were the pricing? Twenty-two, fifteen, instead of ten. They should have had yeah. it like fifteen pound for kids, and twenty-two fifty for adults. Still Make cheaper. And put a teenager's price in there. Oh yeah, I'll put a teenager's price in. But they could have they could have made it a bit more expensive for children than ten. Obviously, they're losing out on money, which is why they got this stupid fucking measure your kid. If I went there with press, I'd be like, you fuck right off. He's five foot six and sixteen years old. You ain't measuring my son. Yeah, but on, on, on the bus, a child is classed as adult at like 14 or 16. Because they take up an adult. He's adult. Like seat. He got, no, he got adult yeah. fare at 16. So, what if you're if what if you're in this restaurant and you're an adult and you're under four foot five, you get charged a child price? I, I fucking hope you should do. Yeah. You should, um, you should, cha- you should challenge that in there. Because um, pricing is. Someone under four and a half foot is a child. Go on, Bob. I'm 36, under four and a half foot, so I'm a child. Hmm. Yeah. Go on, Bob. As it said, well, I'm I'm forty this year, and I'm only five foot one. That kid's one inch shorter than me, and he's ten years old. And he's still got growing to do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I walked in, I'd have to pay the adult price because I'm adult, and you can see that I am. But you can see that it's a kid. It doesn't matter how tall or short he is. You can see on his face that he's. He's not yeah. an adult. The menu said it was high dependent, so literally you get a busload of uh, people of shortened like height, because I can't remember what the, the word is for it these days, the PC word for people who are... People with like, dwarfism and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. You could get a busload of them going and go, we're under your height measurement requirement, we're paying child price, fuck you. And he cannot, exactly. he cannot welch on that because if he does that, then his whole thing has gone up fucking shit creek. And yeah. I think that's what they need to do. They just need to get a cast of like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, just fucking roll in and go right. We're eating here. Yeah, whitest. Yeah. yeah, they could really fuck them over if they wanted to. But I must admit, looking at these pictures, fuck me. It's like, go just get a picture. Yeah, kids stood next to him with a tape measure pointing. Yep, yeah, okay. Him stood next to his kid looking upset. 
Him stood there pointing at him with a tape measure. Kid holding tape measure looking disappointed. Kid holding tape measure up to five foot one and his head looking pissed off. It's like, cool, cool, nice. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Well, you can see on those pictures that he is a child. Oh, he is a child, 100% a child. Yeah. So I don't understand why they felt they had to measure him. The, the, unfortunately, there are some cultures that have very old school ways of doing nice. things. And unfortunately, this seems like it might be one. Yeah. Not saying that everybody is doing stuff like this or it's a particular culture, but there are practices among cultures that you do get like like mechanics. UK mechanics will fucking try and fuck you over every time for uh, whatever you you got there. <laughs> You're going with like a squeaky well, wheel and they'll objections. tell you that the fucking gearbox is exploding or something. And it's like, you, yeah, so oh, yeah, you might have like a loose bearing or something on your wheel, but they tell you your gearbox is fucked. It's, yep. it's unfortunately part of some of the cultures. And this guy sticking to that, I either want them to boycott it or have a lot of people with dwarfism yeah, or a backlash. Uh, yeah. like uh, a lot of people. Disabilities with height. Them. Yeah. I announced on Facebook saying people under. Four foot five wanted for Chinese meal, and we'll just <laughs> take them. Because mm. it's not far away from here. Maybe It'd be hilarious. Can... Let's get a coachload of people. Yeah. People four foot nine or, or smaller, uh, preferably aged twenty and above, uh, yeah. for an, a social experiment. Yeah. <laughs> and I explained to him, it's like this buffet taught, charged an 11 year old adult prices because he was five foot one. You guys are uh, below that price, and it says height dependent on the menu. So if it says height dependent on the menu, you guys can uh, technically get child portion prices. So if he doesn't, then he's being heightest, and you can have him for discrimination. Yep. Have at it. Lots of money. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, do you want me to read the next one that you posted? Yes, please. So, from the mirror.co.uk again. My neighbour walks around naked all hours of the day. It's impossible not to look. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. A woman has been left wondering how to deal with her neighbour who wanders around naked in their home all hours of the day in front of floor-to-ceiling windows. Uh, whatever you do in the privacy of your home, own home is your own business. But if neighbours have a clear view into your house, you might want to be careful what you do too close to the windows. One woman was left wondering what to do about her neighbour who clearly doesn't value their own privacy. A red-faced resident explained that her neighbour is always walking around naked in their property. But the problem is that their flats are very close. And they have floor to ceiling windows. Explain to fellow Mumsnet users the woman that the neighbour was naked in their homes at all times and can be clearly seen from the road and three neighbouring properties through three huge window windows almost floor to ceiling which have no curtains. Excuse me. <laughs> she uh, explains that the neighbour performs an activity hobby in front of these windows for long periods of time. Morning, noon, and evening, often with the windows open, 
and lights on after dark. Our properties are pretty close, and it's impossible to avoid seeing our neighbour. Hold on, I think that's a typo there. It says morning moon. I think it's is that meant to be noon, I'm assuming. Yeah. I, think so. I, I just glossed over that. I'm not, I'm not the best. <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> One of the reasons that the woman was bothered by the neighbour is that she has children. The neighbour also lives in a block of flats, so she wouldn't know how to contact them. She added, I have absolutely no idea what to do. We can't block the view of them other than by pulling our curtains. But it's a big but it's a big depressing to never have daylight in the kitchen, sitting yeah, room to... or master yeah, bedroom. Yeah. I can prove read, Mira. Come on. <laughs> yeah. The woman asked for advice on the matter and added, I don't think I have any right to object to what someone does in their own home, other than keeping the curtains closed or moving house. I'm not sure what advice I'm hoping for. Uh, helpful people flocked to the comments section to offer advice. Oh, you know, this is not very... <laughs> you know, usually that's that's a, that's that's a thing, isn't it? Uh, flocked to the comments section to offer your advice. Uh, with many suggesting that she install net curtains or a privacy film window, one commenter said, you can obscure your windows uh, with a window cling. Uh, we did this. It lets light in, but you won't be able to see out unless you are unless you only obscured the lower half of the window. Uh, another suggested put up a sign in your window saying, "Do you realize we can see you butt naked, and it's not pleasant or something similar?" Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can get this. Get us, it's like this frosted glass film we put in your windows. Mm -hmm. Still got light mm -hmm. through, but um, well, you can't see through it. So there are two comments to this. Uh, one of them says, stop looking then. He, she can walk around naked all day in their home if they want. Uh, the second one was, what brand of binoculars do you use? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me way too much, I did. <laughs> well, who knows, she might be a secret for you. <laughs> You just never know. That's the thing, though. It's like, you can not look. You can find the person. If you know they're in a block of flats close to you, you go to that floor and you look yeah. for your house flat across. When you find you that one... To the floor they're on, and then you count across how many windows there are. And then you figure out where they live. Yep. You know, it's like, it's really simple. They're going to have to leave the house at some point, so catch them when they leave. Say hi, yeah. Uh, hey, you know what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, top to toe. <laughs> uh, the thing is, there could be a nudist. There could be that, that thing. There could be a nudist. They they can't do it, yeah, obviously, outside. Public rules might come into play there, though, because of, uh, you know. Mm, yeah, but then again, it's like... So they can do whatever they want in their own home. It's their fault that she's looking out the window at them. I think the worst they tell them is like, hey, can you have some kind of uh, private yeah. modesty barrier to waist height or something on the windows? Yeah. Other than that, he could walk, he, yeah. she could walk around and start bollock naked all day in their own house. I could. Yeah. I could go stand mm. by my window yeah. and have a wank. Someone and if someone that, uh, around my way, but they got in trouble because it's one, it's near a school. But yeah, yeah but that's that's a, a different thing. If like if you're in the middle of suburbia, uh. And you're not near a school, and you're doing that. That's that's your own business. You could you could have a wank in the window if you wanted to. If people see you, that's on them. 
Because they're looking yep. in your windows, aren't they? Well, no, if you're in full view of thing, it does come into play, I think. Well, that's the thing, though. You can say, well, you know, I didn't think anyone would look through my windows for one. That's why I never open my curtains unless it's like rare occasions because I just get pissed off when people look through my windows. It's like I'm not a fucking passing attraction. Sure. Yeah, you don't fucking look in my windows. This is not nosy people. Just that, and that's why I agree that this guy, this woman needs to fucking chill and figure out a way not to be looking in his windows all the time. Because it's impossible not to do it. It's like, well... It is possible not to do it. You just haven't ex you haven't exhausted all the ways of stopping that from happening. Yep. So, yeah, I I disagree I on this one. I probably don't say if it's a male or a female because, I mean, you need to know which one it is to give the right advice. Like, if it's a woman, you'd need something floor to ceiling because you've got boobs and a flu flu. Yep. But if it's a bloke. You just need to yeah, waste time. Yeah, and and that's what annoys me is like the. I know I, I like the idea. It's like people are taking the piss out because it's like, well, you are looking. You can yeah. get people to just. You can train yourself not to look out the window, the window at stuff like that. Yeah, and this reminds me of the the friends thing with a. Oh, the, ugly naked guy. Ugly naked guy. Yeah. They didn't do it all the time, but when they did spot him, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. But yeah. this this seems like it's just gone a bit too far on their thing. Because if anything, he could be like, read that paper article, or she read that paper article, know it's her, and then have them accused of voyeurism. Yeah. And she's gone to the newspapers about it, so she's proven that she's voyeuristic. And she could get in trouble for that. Because we don't know, it could be a medical condition. She, this person might not be able to wear clothes for long periods of time because of a skin condition or something like that. We don't yeah, know. We don't know. So, and they could need sunlight, so they have to have window, uh, curtainless windows. There, there are all these variables that people don't take into account. Yeah, because all she's, all this woman's saying is. The person who lives across from me is naked all the time. Yeah. What do I do? Uh, stop looking. Look <laughs> stop looking in that direction. Or you could use that person as an anatomy <laughs> model for your children and be like, well, this is what this is. This is what this is. <laughs> you know, it, could be it could be a teaching moment for her children. I mean, if, like that, I don't know, if that hangs down to there, you need to go to the gym. Exactly. Do your balls hang low? <laughs> 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 That's extra Do you get a funny feeling when the hang is on the ceiling? Do your balls hang low? No. Oh, all right. Next topic. This one's mine, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm a... yeah. So, this is from the bbc.co.uk. The American Bully XLs are to be banned as dog attacks and victim has been named. The American yep. Bully XL dog is to be banned, the Prime Minister has announced, following the death of a man in a suspected attack. 
Rishi Sunak said the dogs were, quote, a danger to our communities and would be banned by the end of the year. Rishi Sunak's a danger to our communities. Rishi Sunak's a fucking cunt who needs to fuck off already. <laughs> the man, named as Ian Price, was injured by two dogs near Warsaw on Thursday and died in hospital later. While many have welcomed the ban, some owners and animal groups said a brief specific ban would not work. Nope. The Prime Minister said, It is clear this is not about a handful of badly trained dogs. It is a pattern of behaviour and it cannot go on. Mr Sunak said he was ordering work from police and experts to legally define the breed so it can be then be banned under the Dangerous Dogs Act, which applies in England, Wales and Scotland. He pl- his plan to ban the breed followed an attack on Thursday which led to the death of Mr Price, aged 52. A 30-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of being in charge of dogs dangerously out of control and manslaughter. Officers spoke to the man on two previous occasions after being called to incidents in the area involving his dogs, the police said. Emma Whitfield, whose 10-year-old son, Jack Liss, was killed by an American bully dog in 2021, told BBC Radio 5 Live she was in shock at the announcement. <clears throat> I didn't think I'd get... I didn't think I'd get to listen to when I got started. I lost, I'm lost for words. It's been a hard fight to show these dogs what these dogs are capable of, she said. And Tory Pierce Secretary Lord Baker, who was behind the Dangerous Dogs Act, introduced in 1991, told BBC Radio 4's PM programme he agreed entirely with the Prime Minister's decision. The American bully Excel was born to be aggressive and bred to be aggressive, he said, adding they had no place in the large dog-loving public of our country. <sighs> Can I just point so out? I'm going to pause right there, because... Yeah, it's... Yes... Dogs can have an aggressive behaviour, but if you stomp it out early, they're not aggressive. Can I just point out that even the smallest dog can be a deadly dog if it's not trained properly? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, two hours nipping at your heels. Yeah. Oh, they, they, oh, they've got. Yeah, they they take you down and then they're fucking on you. They if they're relentless and they're not trained. Unlucky by it. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what about um dachshunds or Doberman? They're um yeah. quite aggressive the- dogs, aren't they? The Dangerous Dogs Act is no. complete bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. It's, it's the deed, not the breed. Shih Tzus yeah. are Japanese guard dogs. It's just ridiculous. It really is. If they, if a dog owner knows that its dog is prone to being aggressive, then put a muzzle on it when you walk it. Yeah. Not a Mickey muzzle because they can't breathe, but a cage muzzle. Mm. Yeah. And if you have a dog that you can't control you shouldn't have that dog exactly yeah nope. so this brings up an interesting <laughs> thing that's why there's obedience schools that exist so this brings yeah. up an interesting thing that's happened to one of the regulars recently uh they have like a tibetan lion dog or whatever the breed is Ooh, oh, yeah. Mastiff, yeah. yeah and it went for somebody in his own backyard yep. now yep. this dog when it comes in the pub actively cowers away from human contact because it's scared of them. Yep. And it, I struggle to see how it's bit this person other than the fact that it's in his territory yep. Yeah. and he's defending him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in his own house, in his own property, in yeah. the dog's territory. That the fact that that dog is cowering away from human contact just says it all right there that it's been trained by negative reinforcement. Mm. It's had, <clears throat> it's not been trained correctly. Because those dogs, if they're trained correctly, they can be absolutely 
I mean, it's soft as shit. It's like it, it doesn't I mean, like large groups of people, so it will carry away. But if you go in one to one and you go very gently, softly, softly with it, you can give it yeah. a stroke and stuff, and it's fine. If anything, it hates yeah. the attention. Yeah, because it's it's been given negative reinforcement training. Mm. It's it's not been trained with treats or something that motivates it to do its best behavior. It's been ragged about to train it. Yeah. So I had a I had a I had a, a rotty mongrel mix growing up. So Rottweilers are, you know, they do have a bit of a bit of a bad rep because they're quite, quite can be quite aggressive dogs as well. Well, the chaff dogs. Our dog, no. Yeah, I mean, the dog the, 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 the growing up was a complete big fucking soft thing. Yeah, but that, yeah. that's what, it's what chaps get because they think it's an odd dog. No, yeah, it's a it's a herding dog. Yeah, they, they are Ow. protection and to, they're working dogs. Mm. Like said, Jim and Shepard, they're working dogs. Absolutely big fucking softy he was. You know, yeah. he was he was um he was loyal to us. He'll be he'll be bit bit if anyone he didn't know was um next to us. Was like no, he's no, he's fine. He's he's okay. Yeah, as soon as they know that person is fine and you are safe, they'll be like, all right, then whatever. Yeah. See you later. Not a threat. It was a lovely dog. I have a Rottweiler. Yeah. So you know, it's beautiful dogs. They are amazing pets. Why didn't they try and put them on the dangerous dogs list? Yeah. They, they, I think they attempted it along with uh, Dobermans back in the yeah. late 90s. Uh, but no, that, that, that got slapped down. Yeah, and I think this will as well, just because they've got to prove that the, these dogs are 100% aggressive 100% of the time. They're not. Because you, for every yeah. bad uh, owner case where they've not trained the dog properly, they're not in control of the dog, there are 100 cases of a dog that's there protecting a baby and... Yep. But whatever, just being soft as fuck. So, this is it. It's always about, and this is always what's going to piss a lot of people off, including me. It's always about the training of that dog, not the dog itself. Yep, indeed, not the breed. Yeah. Dogs who are trained tra- correctly are brilliant. I have met plenty of big dogs that would have scared the shit out of me when I was younger, who are soft as fuck and will come and actually go, hey, you're going to fuss me then or what? <laughs> when I see him at work, so I I'm gone from like being a bit wary of big dogs to be like, come here, you big softy, come here, and I'll like go and like think of them. Introduce yourself. Yeah, but um, no, it's a hundred percent. It's like it's bullshit. It's it's hundred percent bullshit. It's just a this is a popular point of contention in the news again. Yeah, I'm going to get some brownie point points. Scoring. Yeah. And then everyone's going to turn around and go, no, you fucking prick, what are you on about? Aren't you meant to be fucking the country up right now? Stop fucking around and fuck off. I can't, I can't wait till we vote the Tories out of the government. I'm not very political in this podcast, I don't like being political, but they are a Same. bunch of self-serving cunts who need to fuck off. Because they don't take anyone else's interest, they just figure out ways to make themselves more money. Yep. And then wonder why they, everyone else is really pissed off with them, or why the whole thing is going to shit but yes okay so uh, continuing uh, yeah. Yeah. how many people die because of dog bites so hospital admissions for dog bites have gradually increased over the last 15 years in 2022 there were about 8,800 admissions to hospital in england with dog bites compared to 4,699 in 2007 so 
Yeah, it has gone up. A, it has, it's doubled in 15 years, granted. 10 people in England and Wales died because of dog bites in last year, 2022. The four dog breeds that are banned in the UK are the Pitbull Terriers, the Japanese Tosas, the Dogo Argentinos, and the Filo Brasileiros. Dogs that share physical characteristics to banned breeds, such as crossbreeds, are also banned. Only a banned dog can result in an unlimited fine and a prison sentence of up to six months. In 2022, darling, there were 482 sentences given to owners of dangerously out-controlled dogs, which resulted in an injury to a person in public. The American bully is the largest type of breed and can weigh more than nine stone, or 60 kilos. However, it is not recognised by the main British Dog Association as such as the Kennel Club. The type has been involved in several high-profile attacks. A 60-year-old man was arrested earlier this week after an 11-year-old Anna Powell was attacked by an American XL bully and Staffordshire Bull Terror Cross in Birmingham on Saturday. What was this article? That was, uh... Can I also just point out that a 60-year-old in control of a big, powerful dog like that? If they haven't got the training with that dog, they shouldn't be doing that. I mean, if 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 he has got the training to hold it back, then that's that's pretty um that's right. pretty good for a six year old. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If it's nine not, stone not in weight not, and it decides it's fucking going, I've not been ageist. I've not been ageist here, but no, a six year old can um be is, is well built and muscular to hold the dog back. All the fucking fair play to you, fella. Yeah, but I I think that guidelines on what age range should have large dogs should be a thing as well, because when you get older, you do become weaker over time. You do become more frail. Things are harder to do. <laughs> so holding back a nine-stone dog... <laughs> holding back a nine-stone dog is probably a, a, a physical requirement. Because that dog will absolutely put you on your ass if it decides it wants to go. Even a, a muscular, younger person can still get taken by a big dog. Yeah. If it wants to. So you caught by surprise and can't brace yourself. Yeah. Once it, they go, that's it. Yeah. It's like um, driving. Is is proven that your reaction times and that when you get older, once again, because we're all getting that way, get worse. So I always think yeah. that they should have more standardized testing for the older communities because we're all living longer, and there are older communities on the road still, and some of them are fucking lethal. Because they don't realise you're there, they they aren't paying as much attention, their reaction times are slower, and it's like, it, the reason why we joke that the Sunday drivers is usually because it's somebody uh, of a certain age bracket going around driving, and they don't hit second gear. They're doing like 20 miles an hour around town and stuff, and it's, it's getting to that point where as we get older, we should all have these testings done with us for competency, basically. Because I expect to be competency when I do a competency test when I'm older. Because otherwise, you know, I can become a danger to somebody else. And I think yeah. it's only fair that when we get to a certain age, we have those tests to make sure we aren't a danger to other people. Because we might be fine in ourselves, but if we cause a, a pileup and kill three people, that that's on us. And that's on government and that not realising that, you know, maybe we shouldn't be doing stuff like this. 
<laughs> Sorry, I just saw that gif. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this this whole dog thing is is subjective. It's yeah. always been subjective. It always will be subjective. Because even the smallest dog can cause the most damage to a person if it's not trained properly and is actively made to be aggressive. Whereas... What about, what about cats? They're just aggressive fucking full stop. Yeah, well, I think... Well, if you, again, if you train them properly, they're not, but... Yeah. You know, some cats just don't like certain people. It's like, oh, okay, okay, I'll fucking leave you alone then, prick. Mm-hmm. Remember seeing the story about this, oh, this... This woman had a cat who was a complete fucking softy to her, but she it absolutely fucking hated her boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, he'll be sitting on the chair, he'll walk past and go, I'll swipe him. Mm. One of my uh, friends, her cat, she always said it was a bit weird around people. And it came and just sat on my, on my knee and let me stroke it all for a good couple of hours. I was like, rrr, rrr. this cat, and he, he was cool. And it's like, she was like, oh, they don't usually, they don't usually take to people that well. I mean, I had a, I had a tabby growing up, and she didn't really like me. She'll have a little fuss now and then, but she'd done her best to avoid me. Yeah. But once her um her biological mother had died, yeah, she kind of um made an attachment to me. Mm. So, you know, she you know she would come she'll come snuggle. She get she'll get pets. You know, she'll get hugs. You know, and she just kind of bonded with me after that. Well, I think that's the thing as well. It's like if they are. Like, if a cat is there and then a child comes into the mix, they would have gone from, like, undivided attention and that to being second rate. And cats do hold grudges. No, oh, yeah, definitely. They hold, that, they hold long grudges. And that's Don't probably... I'm, I remember, yeah, I remember a cat. It's a shame about him. He was quite young when he died, unfortunately. Mm. But and that's the thing. It's like, literally, it's like, unless it's there when you're there as a like if it's a kitten or a baby, you don't generally have that bond as good because they're either coming into it or you are um, thingy. Uh, mm. You're like this interloper that suddenly took all the attention or all the fussings away from it. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna get a bit angry about it. Yeah, it's a bit of a dandy. Let's uh, continue. Yep. Poco is 60 kilograms of love. On Friday, campaign groups Bully Watch, the campaign for evidence-based regulations of dangerous dogs and protect our pets, welcomed the government's announcement calling American Bully XLs a clear and present threat to public health. Labour also backed the ban, but Shadow Environment Secretary Steve Reed said families would be furious had it taken this long for Rishi Sunak to finally act. Downing Street denied the government had dragged its heels. Oh, of course they dragged the fucking heels. However, some owners and animal groups argued a brief specific ban was not the solution. Charlotte Towner of Claxton Sea in Essex told BBC Newsbeat her American XL bully Coco was 60 kilograms of love and was the best behaved dog she had ever owned, including being gentle around her 18-month-old daughter. Fellow XL bully owner Jake Higgs from Tamworth in Staffordshire said the ban was devastating and described his dog Bane as having the temperament of a Labrador. He said it was easy to harness all dogs with the same price, but I think we should be looking more at the owner. The Dog Control Coalition, a group of 
a group which includes RSPCA, Batsy's Dogs Home and the Royal Kennel Club, also questioned the decision saying the Dangerous Dogs Act had, in fact, coincided with an increase in dog bites and the recent deaths show that this approach isn't working. The government must tackle unscrupulous breeders who are pushed putting profits before welfare and the irresponsible owners whose dogs are dangerously out of control, the spokesman said, adding the coalition was deeply concerned about the lack of data behind this decision. Police are recording more offences in which an out-of-control dog caused an injury with a BBC investigation in March finding that almost 22,000 such offences were recorded in 2022, a 34% increase from 16,000 in 2018. It is unclear exactly how a ban on external bodies would work, and Downing Street has said that had been no final decision on what would happen to people who already own external bodies when they are banned, or whether the dog would be destroyed. Don't destroy the dogs, like, fucking seriously, you're getting fucking World War Three started. They're going to do that, though. They're going to be like, nope, we're taking the dog off you, destroy I mean... I, always... the, I think what the government might do, they may spay or neuter so they can't breed. Mm, but I think... And even then, that's kind of taken away a part of the dog's life in the sense, doesn't it, really, if you think about it? Yeah, I think that they should have for dogs specifically, because they're the ones that are the dangers if they're not controlled properly, they should have like the akin to like a driving license for pet ownership of a dog because they can be weapons in the wrong hands and I feel that they should pass scrupulous tests before they're allowed to take a dog on and then yeah. be trapped with like the same kind of brushes if you are a dry, uh, car driver. If you drive recklessly then you lose your license, you lose your car. If you treat the dog badly and the, ends up attacking someone, the dog gets taken away and trained up to be a good dog and the owner loses his license and gets fucking done for it. I, I don't think destroying dogs or uh, anything like that is a good idea. I don't think that they've, they've thought about this. Because if anything, rather than ban these dogs, you could make it a, a payable license to have a, a pet. And then, if you can't prove that you've got a, a dog license, then the dog gets taken away. Yeah. And that that would then stop certain communities and certain people from getting them because either they're registered and the people have like proper licenses or they don't and the dog is unlawfully theirs and you know it gets sorted that way unfortunately you'll probably get people that you know will have it still have a dog and they'll just hide it away not take it out for exercise and all that and it will be a danger then yeah but then but then they get found out and the dog gets taken away because it'll be one of those things where eventually somebody would report that and then that person would get full fine, full time and whatever for basically animal cruelty and failure to have a standardised licence for that pet. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, would, you, would you agree that would be a good idea though, to as a dog owner yourself that if you had a licence Yes for that and dog... no, but you know it, everyone has a difference of opinion on you know yeah. what makes a good owner, what makes this what makes that, you know, them coming up with a list of things, mm. you know, obviously there'll probably be like a means test in there yeah. Yeah. Can you afford to have a dog? You know, can you afford the vet bills or you know, if they have surgery, you know, what limit of surgery you know, would they set the limit at that you've got to be able to cover? La di da di da. Yeah. You know. Uh it's yeah, it's it's bloody minefield. Oh god, no, I imagine that it is a minefield, but 
it would reduce these issues that they're having. But yes. Oh god, so, yes. I'm talking about the icon. It said um, Pitbull Terriers. I'm just trying to think. Uh, I, one of the regulars came in with a. Uh, I think it was a. a uh, it was a. It was a pitbull. I don't think it was a pitbull terrier. It's like a cobalt blue color, mm. like, a, like a blue, like a blue pitbull. Yeah, yeah, blues. Yeah, it's uh, like a like a cobalt blue kind of thing, like a grayish blue. Yeah, yeah, it was oh. as a blue. Yeah. Yeah, had um had blue eyes. It was an absolutely fucking gorgeous dog. dog. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Beaut- I don't know. I just, just think the, the, the blue eyes made it fucking beautiful. It's like. Oh. It's so cute. Yeah, it's only a puppy. It was, well, I say puppy, but it's probably about a year old, maybe two years. It was kind of a quite a large breed, but big fucking softy. Didn't yeah. know who the fuck I was. Came running over to me, you know. Yeah, trust him. Wagging, 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 wagging his tail. Dad's not apprehensive here. You're yeah. fine. Looking up at me, I scratched behind his ears. He just flopped on his side, lay down, and exposed his belly. And I gave it a little bit of a fucking <laughs> lovely dog. Whenever a dog does that to me, I'm like, you're being a little tart, aren't you? <laughs> but, yep. Because <laughs> most dogs just let me like, give them like a pat on the head and quick ruffle behind the ears and all that, and then I'm like, okay, they're chill. They're chill with me doing that. I'm chill with doing that. But there's some of them just like, nope. And then they like lay on the floor and it's like, I'm yours. Draw me like one of your French girls. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. One well, of your French dogs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're a top. And I'll be there, like, Just in front of the... untart. Yeah, <laughs> in front of their owners, like, you're a little tart, aren't you? Yeah, you are. You're a little tart. Giving them some force, and then I, I, I go go away, and they're like, sometimes I'll, like, claw, like, pour my hand back over to them to do it again. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. But there's, like, days where I can do that, and there are days where I'm like, oh, yeah, but I've got to get back to work. <sighs> but, um, yeah. So, long and short of it is, banning dogs is not the way to go. There are... If we're banning, if you're banning dogs for, you know, aggressive behaviour and responsible for deaths of people, can we do the same from the government? You know, just, <laughs> just um, you know, castrate or just ban people in government. That 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 would be an interesting thing. It's like if you run for any government position, you're not allowed to breed because we don't need yeah. any more of your bloodline in the fucking government after that because you make some questionable decisions. But um, shall we move on? Yeah, that's a bit of a problem. Well, because it was ankle fucking glasses on. Hang on. Uh, Okay, I think this was yours, I think. Yeah, this was mine. So, this is also from bbc.co.uk. So, uh, David McCallum, uh, he was in NCIS and for. Ducky! Yeah, Ducky. And for people over the age of 30, might have seen reruns of it when they were younger, The Man from Uncle. Yep. Uh, He died at the age of 90. I don't think I've actually ever seen any of the, any of those, unfortunately. Uh, it was uh, kind of like legend. I mean, I've seen bits of NCIS, but I don't really remember the Man from Uncle. Though the, the Man from Uncle was kind of like spy kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's almost like the Saintly. Yeah, it was like if it was James Bond, but there was two of them, and it wasn't what do you call it. It was a uh... the Mal Charlie's Angels. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was cool though. It was. It was one of those things where. The uncle was the the organization, and I can't remember what it stood for, but it did mean something because it was abbreviated. It's like U N C L E. I can't remember what the fuck uncle stands for. There was a really bad uh, remake oh, with um, with um, 
somebody else later on. I don't care how they did uh, the Avengers with Steed and Mrs. Peel. They did it with Uma Thurman and somebody else. Yeah, it was uh, United Network Command <clears throat> for Law and, and Enforcement. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. David McCallum, the British-born uh, actor who became a star by playing secret agent in 1960s spy drama Man From Uncle, has died at the age of 90. More recently, the Scottish-born actor was known for his long-running role as medical examiner in hit TV show NCIS. It's going to be so sad when they get to the new season and he's not in it. Yeah. Because yeah. he was like he was a regular guest, even though he's not like an act. He wasn't an active member, but he had like video calls all the time. So he'd appear in like half the season as a video call, as like the wise yeah. words, and it was like so fucking cool because he trained up the guy who is now their lead medical examiner. Um, and it was just cool to see how that changed. Um, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna suck next season when he's not in it. Um, so it says here, we will miss his warmth and endearing sense of humour that lit up any room or soundstage he stepped onto, um, the NCIS account said on social media. The actor also starred in Colditz, The Invisible Man and Sapphire and Steel. Uh, David was a gifted actor and author, beloved by many around the world, the NCIS tribute said. He led an incredible life and his legacy will forever live on through his family and countless hours on film and television that will never go away. His um, role as mysterious Soviet agent Ilya Kiryakin in The Man From U.N.C.L.E. Uh, won him many fans uh, and made him one of the decade's biggest TV stars. He was with Robert Vaughn was the other guy that uh, played like his um about. Yeah, his counterpart. Yeah. Yeah. Napoleon Solo. Yeah, Napoleon Solo. <laughs> That's a re- really dodgy names. But like he was American, they were Russian. And it was like one of those times where a Cold War kind of thing was kind of going on, but this TV show was like, yeah, these two are partners. They, they don't work against each other, they work together. Um, so the series ended in 1968, but not before he received several Emmy and Golden Globe nominations. Uh, four years later, he played an RAF officer in BBC's Colditz, set in the German World War II prisoner of war camp. Uh, <coughs> in The Invisible Man, he played Dr. Daniel Weston, a scientist who inadvertently, in, uh, inadvertently discovered the secret of invisibility. At the end of the 70s, he teamed up with Jonah Lumley as a time-traveling agent assigned by the authority... Uh, by an unknown authority to safeguard time itself in Sapphire and Steel. I might have to go watch that, because time travel shows are really good, usually. Huh. Uh, on the big screen, McCallum had roles including The Great Escape, yeah. Great Story Ever Told, and A Night to Remember. I think they're probably all war films, if I remember right. He's also guest starred on TV series such as uh, Perry Mason and The Outer Limits. He was born in Glasgow to parents who were classical musicians. Um... Uh, McCallum initially pursued a career in music before finding work as an ample, uh, an actor, even. Sorry, I saw the Dr. Dre sample here. So I said yeah. as an actor, I said as an ample. Fucking idiot. Um, in the 1960s, he recorded four albums for Capitol Records along uh, producer David Axelrod. What a name. Um, one of his tracks, The Edge, was sampled 
to Memorable Effect by Dr. Dre on US rapper's uh, 2000 single, The Next Episode, featuring Snoop Dogg. The Calm's instrumental original also went on to appear in the soundtracks to a 2008 video game GTA 4 and the 2017 film Baby Driver. Ooh, okay. Need to find them now. Uh, in a statement released by CBS, uh, his son Peter McCallum said, He was the kindest, coolest, most patient and loving father. He always put family before self. He was a true Renaissance man. He was fascinated by science and culture and would turn those passions into knowledge. For example, he was capable of conducting a symphony orchestra and, if needed, could actually perform an autopsy based on his decade-long studies for his role in NCIS. The actor died in New York on Monday. Um, his death was said to be due to natural causes. Uh, NCIS, NCIS co-star Michael Weatherly was among others paying tribute. Uh, sharing a signed photo of McCallum alongside Stephen McQueen in The Great Escape, Weatherly wrote, David McCallum made every moment count in life and on set. Let's raise a jug and celebrate the funny, fantastic, authentic man. I've got three autographs. Uh, Sean Connery, Tony Bennett and McCallum, he continued. Uh, I felt the same way as Steve McQueen in this picture from The Great Escape. Wow, it's David McCallum. No one did it better. Another NCIS uh, actor, Will Valderrama, otherwise known as Fez from that 70s show, uh, shared himself acting opposite McCallum. Uh noting it had been an immense honour to share on screen with him. Your professionalism and ability to effortlessly take one of us on a journey through your art will be forever felt, he wrote. Uh, Emily Wickham, uh, she was, I can't remember, she was one of the agents that's left recently in the series, uh, added on a Instagram story, uh, had the pleasure of working with David for many years and he was the utmost professional and a true legend. Uh, McCallum's role in NCIS, uh, NCIS came after he appeared in a role in the show Jag, which led to the NCIS spin-off. NCIS itself later on to generate other NCIS shows, take a drink every time I say NCIS, including NCIS uh, Los Angeles and New Orleans. McCallum was also a fan work, uh, worker's voice actor for children's cartoons and video games. God damn, that was a lot of. Uh... But agreed, this guy was a legend. Yeah, and yeah. I am absolutely like upset that he's gone. So. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was that feeling. Mm. Uh, we've had to say bye to Bob's, by the way. So. Uh... Yeah. And she had to go and sort stuff out. So. Just us three. Uh, so next one. Was this me again? Uh, was it? Apple iPhone 12. Oh, yeah, there we go. This is from BBC News again. Uh, Apple to update iPhone 12 in France over radiation. they got a guy account on Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Apple will update its iPhone 12 in France after fears about radiation, the country's digital minister says. So they haven't got a real minister, they've got a digital one. 
Jean Noel Barat uh, said Apple would deliver a software update for users in the country in the coming days. Sales of iPhone 12 were halted in France after a regulator detected too much electromagnetic, uh, electromagnetic radiation. I can't fucking words today. <laughs> electromagnetic radiation. Apple was told to fix the issue. The firm said the new update would only apply to users in France where it was said specific testing protocol existed. The American tech giant suggested the radiation findings were a result of that testing regime and that is not an a con, uh, not a safety concern. The plan release uh plan released update raises questions over Apple's plans for iPhone 12 which was released 3 years ago in other countries. Now Mr. Barrett said the radio frequency regulator ANFR would test a new update to check its compliance before the iPhone 12s were allowed back on sale in the country. Uh, the World Health Organization previously sought to allay fears about radiation emitted by mobile phones. It says on the website there is no evidence to conclude that exposure to low-level electromagnetic fields is harmful to humans. In a statement sent to AFP, a news agency, Apple said radiation finding in France was related to specific testing protocol used by French regulators and not a safety concern. It said that the iPhone 12 complied with emissions rules worldwide, but it would issue a software update for users in France to accommodate the protocol used by French regulators. Oh, God. The AFNR previously told Apple that if it could not resolve the issue via software update, it would have to recall every iPhone 12 sold in the country. The regulator found... Um, the iPhone 12's specific absorption rate, SAR, to be above what is legally allowed in France. The iPhone 12 was released in September 2020 and is still sold worldwide. Apple told BBC News earlier this week it was contesting the review. It said it had provided the regulator with lab results from both itself and third parties, which... It said show the device was compliant with all the relevant rules. But Mr. Barrett gave Apple a two-week deadline and said he believed there could be a snowball effect as France shared its findings with other regulators across the EU. Uh, regulators from the Belgium, Netherlands and Germany said on Thursday they were also now looking into this issue. Uh, Germany's B-N-E-T-Z-A network agency told the French told BBC the French investigation could lead to measures that would apply to all EU member states. Uh, the UK and US have not announced any action following the French ban. Well, of course not. We're not part of the EU anymore. So basically France have gone, oh, there's too much radiation coming out of your phone. And, uh, yes. Also, can you fix a radiation thing with software? Probably not, no. I don't think it's... I, I don't know. And also... I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think you would. Also, would that not then fuck the performance of, like... Because it's got to be to do with signal. 
So wouldn't that make the iPhone 12 signal worse in European countries because it failed to reach this? I mean, it could be a case of a software update could um, force a phone to use a different band on like a signal how you have like two gigahertz and five gigahertz on your Wi-Fi. Yeah, might might I may make it to connect on a lower bandwidth so. Also, it doesn't cause as much interference as it were. If you have a 12 and you go abroad, would it force you to have that update? Hmm. Who uh, knows? Maybe. That's another thing. It's like, sorry, yeah, they, they were. this is like a week ago as uh, we record this when they said that this was happening. So if you travelled abroad and came back and you have an iPhone 12, would it force you to update to the new thing that's there? And could you undo it when you come back? Or would you then have this French regulation which could actually make your phone work worse outside of France? I don't think you can roll back updates though, can you? Not no, about, well, you'd have to so fully I, reset not, your computer. Well, not about iTunes, so. Yeah, well, you'd have to go and take the whole thing like to uh, like factory reset and then restore from iCloud. That would be the only way. Well, well, if you have iTunes, back up your current device on iTunes. Then update. Then if you get forced to update, then when you go back, um, restore a backup, I suppose. Yeah, but I don't think that uh, the backup restores to a previous version. You'd have mm. to do a factory reset regardless. So you might as well cloud it and then do it that way. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, it's just a bit dodgy. Just a little bit dodgy. A little dodge. Yeah. A little bit dodgy. So next topic is me. <laughs> uh, so. Bling wait to um are back <laughs> and hundred percent back. Yay! Their new single, One More Time, is an emotional fucking song. You cannot say you don't feel something listening to that song. The actual um video as well is very nostalgic for any Blink fans because it shows you from the end of the state all the way up to like the new newest like albums where Tom was still part of the band. Yeah. Uh, it has like flashbacks to all the different like videos they shot. So they're like on a green screen and mm-hmm. it's like, it'll flash to like when they did all the small things, when they stood in front of the jet or uh, the white room for what's my age again, or the, the wall full of pictures and that for Adam's song or, um, the little vault full of money for rock show. And it was really cool to see like all these, not Easter eggs, but just callbacks to what they had. Yeah. And, um, it is, it's like a very wow hits you in the, in the gut. Cause the first song they released off this album, which is going to be called one more time as well, um, was called edging. And that was pretty cool. Uh, there's another song that's coming out, which I don't know. I'm on the fence with, but one more time is just it lives in my head, rent free. And like I said, I, I am the reason that the next podcast is going to be late by a week because I'm going to see Blink live because they're in London and I'm going down to London to watch them. Well, um, hope, you, hope you enjoy yourself. Oh, I'm going to fucking love it. It's going to be great. Yeah, have fun. I'm going to spend, I'm spend them all you... fucking fortune though. Are you, t- are you taking the boy with you or no? No, it was just me and thinking because I th- thought his, he'd be away with his mum because she, mm. she'd booked him like a, a thing before we got college. So, um, right. technically, he should be at college, but he's away. And I think he gets back as I go down to London. 
So, um, I think he misses like eight days of college, but mm. it's one of those things where it's like if they say blah blah, well, he's out of term time. So like, yeah, but we didn't know what the term times were when it was booked, and that's his yeah. mum that booked him. <laughs> Because we booked it back in, I think it was booked back in like April <laughs> for him to go abroad in October. So, but yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna really enjoy it. I'm probably gonna spend quite a bit of money on merchandise because I want a shirt, I want a hoodie. Uh, so that's about a hundred quid there. London prices for drinks and food aren't going to be cheap either, so that's probably another hundred quid nope. there. <laughs> so, it's problem with London, it's main cities and in just like London in general, it's so expensive down there. Yep. But like I said, I kind of want to do it where I talk and get some of the Spartans down there who are local to London and hang out with them if I can. Mm. Even if it's just like I see them for half an hour or something, that'd be cool. I want to, like, oh, dude, because like I've never met K Dog in real life. Uh, I've met Lala probably about seven or eight times now. We've we've seen each other quite a bit. So, um, but then Spark, you're closer to London than you're not, aren't you? Uh, well, that's sixty odd miles away. Yeah, I'm closer to London than Spark says. All right. So yeah, and I've not met you guys in in the flesh no, either. So that'd be cool. Um, if you could, then there's old Spartans like Tazzy, fucking Charles. His name's Marcus, but we always called him Charles. What about the T? Halo days. Uh, I don't know. I don't think T. I don't know where he lives. I honestly don't know I, where I, he lives. I mean, I mean, I, find, I remember him saying that he used to work in one of the mobile stores in my hometown. Briefly. Hmm. That's the thing. I've not. And he's like, he's like, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought he chatted you then at some point. Yeah. Well, I've not heard from. I got, him. I got my first mobile from um. Uh, car phone. Hmm. I've not heard from him in absolutely donkeys. I no, it's been a while, wanna, isn't it? I kind of want to reach out and say, like, hey, dude, how you doing? Because he doesn't stream or that anymore. And I don't know if, if life has just changed for him to a point where he can't. Mm. But... um Probably life, though, isn't it? It's just yeah. fucking changes. We were cool to see some of the old crew that I played games with and uh, talk shit online with. So... I, I'm looking forward to that. And we're like doing the tour and everything. But yeah, Blink-182 were one of the first proper like punk rock, punk pop alternative bands that I got into um, when I was like 11. So 11, I would have been 96. So like Dude Ranch had come out, I think, in 96. Mm. And I was listening to like "Damn It" and stuff like that. I'm actually gonna look at when Dude Ranch come out because I think I'm I think I've got that wrong. Uh, wait one second while I type it in. Dude Ranch, 1997. So I might not have heard it straight away, but I did. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember like the like hearing "Damn It" and stuff with my best mate. And then Enemy of the State came out. All the small things went fucking viral. What's Made Again went viral. Mm -hmm. um, and it really pushed Blink-182 up from where they already were. Mm. And then like, like, you've got me to get all the back catalogue and all the stuff I could get. Um, 
and then every album release i've bought a physical copy of the album so i do have uh every copy of a blink album physically on cd and i will get this one on cd as well cool so it's just one of those things i i just if it's a good band and stuff i'll get them physically even though i will i've also got it ready to go on my phone when it gets released i've pre-ordered it on my phone but i will get the physical copy as well because if my phone dies i still have physical media to listen to just they need to stop fucking around with this dmca shit so i can play it on stream because that annoys me yeah i got See, I've never really understood that. If if the music's in the game, then it should be, well, fair game, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's weird what I can and can't play. Like I could play the entirety of the Halo, uh, soundtrack, and not get fucked for it. But anything licensed onto GTA from the radios, fucked for. Yeah, because because they, they've they've paid for the licenses and you haven't. You've just paid for the game. Yeah. So, interesting thing, when you stream off your Xbox console uh, on Twitch, it cuts out the music track for mm-hmm. GTA. I've, I've noticed that when I've um, done a, um, like a clip record. Mm-hmm. I've noticed the um, audio gets cut off. Yeah, it cuts the uh, music out completely. So I've been playing in the game, and me and Sparks have been doing something, and I've been listening to a song. I've gone and done clipped it because we did something stupid or something funny. And there is like no trace of that music whatsoever. Some sort of generic music, isn't it? No, well, it, if generic it's, audio. If it's um, if you don't have the radio on, it's whatever the rock star put in for that their generic music. But if you have the radio on, it just cuts that track out completely. So you'll hear the sounds of the cars. You'll hear everything else that's going on. You'll hear your vi- microphone if you've got it up to record that. Mm-hmm. But the actual radio station is non-existent which i thought was very fucking cool it's clever but it's at the end of the day it's a bit disappointing as well yeah but it's all down to money spongebob money (laughs) (laughs) speaking of uh the ftc files an antitrust lawsuit against amazon this is me, I believe, wasn't it? I put yep. this uh, quite late. The uh, Verge. Momento. Yeah, so... The FTC files a massive antitrust lawsuit against Amazon. The FTC's legal battle against Amazon has just begun. As you said, this is from TheVerge.com. The FTC and more than a dozen state attorneys, generals, have filed a sweeping antitrust lawsuit against Amazon, alleging that the e-commerce giant has unlawfully leveraged its market dominance to stamp out would-be competitors. <laughs> Hang on a minute. This feels very, very familiar. <laughs> yep. Very familiar. Our complaint lays out how Amazon has used a set of punitive and coercive tactics to unlawfully maintain its monopolies. Linda Khan said in a statement on Tuesday, the complaint set forth details allegations noting that how Amazon is now exploiting its monopoly power to enrich itself while raising prices and degrading services for the tens of millions of American families. Just America, I get at this point. I fuck right. everyone else. The tens of millions of American families who shop on this platform and the hundreds of thousands of businesses that rely on Amazon to reach them. The lawsuit filed by the FTC today is wrong on the facts and the law, and we look forward to making that case in court, Amazon said in a statement on Tuesday. 
the suit targets the parts of Amazon's business that services consumers and sellers, according to an FTC press release. Specifically, the agency is accusing Amazon of punishing sellers who offer low-priced products on different platforms and restricting which sellers are eligible for prime shipping benefits. The agency is also targeting Amazon's ability to bias its search results in favor of the company's own products. They also say that it is seeking a permanent injunction in federation, uh, federation in federal court that will prohibit Amazon from engaging in unlawful conduct and pry loose American uh, ama- I'm fucking hell. Pry loose Amer- Amazon's monopolistic control to restore competition. Thank you. Can I just oh. point out? This is the second verse, same as the first. Seeking a Mm. permanent injunction. Where did I hear that one before, eh? Where did I hear that one before for months on end? We might hear it. Rumours about a potential lawsuit from the FTC have been swirling for months, with a July report on Politico, suggesting that legal action was getting closer to materialising. Okay, I can say materialising, I can't say fucking Amazon. Okay. (laughs) The FTC has taken numerous jabs at Amazon over the past several months. In, Ju- in June, the FTC filed a lawsuit against the tech giant for allegedly tricking customers into sign up for its prime subscription services and making it difficult to cancel. There's also Amazon's now $1.42 billion acquisition of robot vacuum maker iRobot that the FTC began reviewing last year, as well as its acquisition of MGM. The FTC has been looking into other areas of Amazon business as well, including their Ring doorbell service. Earlier this year, Amazon agreed to pay $5.8 million to settle an FTC lawsuit that accused Ring workers and hackers of illegally spying on customers. The tech giant also paid $25 million to settle a separate complaint from the FTC, which alleged Amazon's Alexa products stored the recordings of children's voices in violation of several federal laws. The Amazon investigation prompted to the Tuesday's, Tuesday's suit started under Joe Simmons, Simons, even, sorry, the former FTC chair under Donald Trump. But Simons reportedly diverted agency resources from that probe against Meta's Facebook following the platform's Cambridge Analytica scandal. Khan, the current FTC chair, has long criticized Amazon's e-commerce dominance and bulked up the agency's ongoing Amazon probe and after her 2021 confirmation. Khan is a known critic of Amazon. Before heading up the FTC, Khan penned a 2017 article for the Yale Law Journal titled Amazon's Antitrust Paradox. This is the same Khan, by the way, who went balls to the wall against the Activision-Microsoft merger and had literally the wrong tree to bark up. They, They didn't do what they needed for that merger at all and then she blamed her staff for it later on so i cannot wait to see what she says when this goes tits up because i reckon she's going to accuse all of her staff for doing a shit job when she's like we need to go against these Yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just curious about what I read about the you know the prioritizing search results for certain things. I mean, if, I mean I've just I've just typed in two random things, completely absolutely fucking random, and 
uh, Amazon is the second search down. Mm-hmm. So let me just try. Um... The thing is, they do have a line of basics, like any supermarket would have their off-brand, own-brand stuff. So a big company like that would have several different Amazon product base on the, the website. So it's kind of like saying Tesco have got a lot of Tesco products on their website and therefore they're making it anti-consumer for other people trying to sell their beans on their website, for instance. I mean, I'm kind of inclined to agree that Amazon is um, putting themselves priority on the list. I've just typed in four different things and Amazon's been within, within the top five every time. Yeah, but that's because it's their website. I'm saying this isn't this isn't the search engine. My my, my book's under search engine. Oh right. Well, on, on Google. Yeah. As it were. I'm, I'm using I'm using Duck, 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 I'm, I'm assuming that uses Google search engine. But yeah. But then again, I've typed in I've typed in literally uh, Croc Legend of the Gobos and Amazon is the second option. eBay for being the first. Used. Hmm? eBay being the first. The first one is the um is the Wiki- Wikipedia. All right. Okay, let's try. Uh. Okay, Wipeout 2097. Mm-hmm. The first Wipeout, actually, if I can play. Oh, they would... Someone asked me if I'd heard of the Prodigy the other day, and it was in RP, and I'm like, I said, are you kidding me? I says, 2097, 1996, I'm listening to fucking Firestar by the Prodigy on loop. I know who the Prodigy is. <laughs> I've, um, I've just typed in a Hot Wheels track into Google, mm-hmm. and literally... The, yeah, it's all um. It's all pretty much Amazon bar, like a few. We've also got to remember that Amazon is a worldwide selling company. They've always been this monopolistic because they got the market before. Oh, yeah. So you kind of got to go. Well, yeah, but that's been like that for years. Why is it now an issue? <laughs> I mean, oh, okay. Uh- I'd actually I've, go on I've, the I've tried to wipe by 2097 used, and the first option that comes out is um, eBay. Yep. Well, after Wikipedia, but, you know, mm. but well, I don't retro think games. I don't think, I don't think actually Amazon them. actually have it, to be fair. No. Because I don't really think, um, I think that's one of those one of those very niche games back in the time. I wish I had my copy of it. it was it's still, still, a fucking great, still a fucking great game. I only had the demo, but fuck me, it's a brilliant fucking game. But yeah, 2097. Yeah. 2097 Wipeout, yeah. I, I on my PSP uh, and my PS Vita, I do have Wipeout Pure and Wipeout for the PSP because I was like, this game fucking slaps still, and I kind of wish they'd bring Wipeout back, but I don't think Sony put any like stock in it these days. Was Shit. it twenty four? No, twenty four. Yeah, it was the second one, wasn't it? No, twenty ninety seven was the second one. You had Wipeout, Wipeout 2097, then you had Wipeout 2, Wipeout Fusion, I think. Hang on, I'm looking up the list yeah. of Wipeout games. Wipeout Fusion wasn't too bad, I actually, to be fair. I had a lot of fun with that one. You get Wipeout 95. Uh, so, let's see all. Uh, Wipeout, Wipeout 2097, Wipeout 64, Wipeout 3, Wipeout Fusion, Wipeout pure which i've got wipeout hd 2048 which was the the psp ps vita like a um prequel. yeah it was like a prequel to wipeout because 
Obviously, 2097 was the second one. Uh, and then Wipeout Omega Collection in 2017. But there is also like a I, mobile... That's a final one, was it, Omega? Yeah. There is a, a Wipeout uh, mobile game, but it's just shit. Because it's just them doing... It's like an idol game. So it's not that good. I mean, I'd love to see a new Wipeout series, to be fair. I'd love to see a new Wipeout game. Mm. Well, I mean, that was it. It was a mobile game. And it was like a, an idol game. So, like, you would uh, watch them do the tracks and occasionally you'd be able to fire a weapon off or something to uh, get them to win the race. And it was, like, basically, like, oh, you merge these two wipeout ships together to make them faster and stuff like that. It was very basic and not, like, you, what you wanted it to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had Fusion. They've probably still got it here somewhere. Mm. Oh, by the way, Super Mario 3D All-Stars check for the Switch. Uh, I saw it in cash, uh, not cash converters, in CEX for £60, pre-owned, opened. Mine's still in the package. Nice. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I, I'm, t- I'm taking that one to my thing. Uh, I gave Lal the uh, the unopened copy of Stardew for the Switch. Because that was uh, my gift to her. It was meant to be like a birthday present or something, but I didn't get a chance to give it her. So when I mean, Stardew. Down, Stardew's a good game. It didn't matter what bloody platform you play it on. It's a, it's a fucking good game. Made by one guy. Well, yeah, you know, he's now... He's now he, um, that's it. Um, was it Eric, was it? Eric someone? Something like that. Well, Concerned Ape, as we knew him as. Yeah, as we know him, yeah. Hmm. But he did um, hire a larger team to get all the uh, multiplayer porting done there. Yeah, basically anything... But, that we, went... but originally, the whole entire game, base game was done by just one person. Yeah. And it's a fucking phenomenal game just for one person's um, oh, passion I, project. I can't remember who told me they didn't like it because it was too like Pokemon. And I'm like, huh? Pa- you didn't catch any f- fucking fucking catch anything. I think she was. I'll, on... I'll be honest. It's not my sort of game. I think she was. Oh, I can. Un- yes, yeah, it's not for everyone. But yeah. It's... Yeah, I think she was on. Comparing with like... the Pokemon is a bit. Um, it's like comparing. I don't know. Buddy, see your faves to. Oh, I, I think she was thinking That's aesthetic incredible. wise. Aesthetic wise, it. Oh, well, you mean very... like um, sprite, like sprite? Yeah, and I, yeah. I don't think she liked it on that kind of thing. And I said, well, it's more like Harvest Moon. In fact, it's yeah. a Harvest Moon yeah, Harvest knockoff. Moon that... yeah. yeah, as I actually said, well, it's a Harvest Moon knockoff that did really well because it did it better than Harvest Moon at the time. It's like uh, City Skylines is a knockoff of Sim, Sim City, City, but did it, did, did it better? Yeah, because it did. <laughs> I mean, I played Sim City three thousand. It was a good game, but oh, it yeah. was lacking a lot of things that Skylines actually had. SimCity 4 is quite good. Um, the only thing that kind of sucks ass was just SimCity for the PC. The game after SimCity 4, the always online one. That kind yeah, of killed that's it. Yeah, always, that's always bad. That is, so it's always, have to always online. You know, it goes down. Yeah, no, you can't play your game you paid for. Yeah. And they also um, said that each Sim would have their own house and that, and then someone immediately found out day one, that's bollocks. It didn't. It's like the sim would get up from one house, go to work, come back and go to a different house, go to a different work the next t- day, and it was like, yeah, it's totally bullshit what they said. I mean, maybe he stayed at a friend's house quickly so I can join elsewhere. Who knows? Mm. But it was just weird, because it was like, you can chart Sim's life from like its first day in the city to whenever it when it's like, yeah, but that's bollocks. It was like EA propaganda. But, yeah, whatever. It's It's a bit stupid. Speaking of a bit stupid... Guess what else the FCC did? Oh, apparently they've they leaked <sighs> some things, but it turns out that it was actually someone from Microsoft actually 
uploaded the stuff to the FTC's website, unredacted. So I think Microsoft's kind of shot themselves in the foot here, to be fair. Mm. Originally, the whole entire um, premise was FT- FTC fucked up because they didn't redact the documents, but it turns out that the person who for Microsoft didn't, up, didn't actually redact the d- documents. But so, wouldn't the but FTC what, have had like a... Sorry, I'm, I'm making get some biscuits out. Uh, wouldn't the FTC have like a... Like a, a time to vet them before it was released publicly? Because I don't know, but these the, the things were visible to the public for about eight hours before they got pulled down by the FTC. So what we found now is is up there long enough for people to screen grabs and shit like that. So essentially, we found out uh, the fiscal year 2022 ending, we've got the Indiana Jones game coming. Yep, we also need to take these with a pinch of salt because it's also subject yep. to change and... Not all of this is actually coming out. Some of this is concept. Some of this isn't going to be uh, fully realized. So, like I said, pinch salt. Carry on. So, so, so fiscal year 2021 E, we've got Starfield, we've got the Elder Scrolls Online expansion, uh, Redfall, Doom Eternal DLC, Ghostwire Tokyo, Fallout Worlds, Fallout 76, Project Project Hibiki. I'm not entirely sure what that is, but for yeah. the mobile version, mobile um, area thing, we've got Project Ubu and Project Wanderer. Fiscal year 2022, we've got Indiana Jones game and Oblivion remaster, which I'm looking forward to actually because mm-hmm. that's a fucking good game. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online expansion, Starfield DLC, right? And free to play and mobile. There's free planned titles. Fiscal year 23. Got Doom Year Zero plus DLC, right? Okay. Project Estral, Elder Scrolls Online expansion, and Project Platinum, and one planned title for F- free to play and mobile. So, okay. this is what I'm, I don't get. If Doom Year Zero was coming out next year, why has there been nothing about it? All the big game well, shows have already. It's, it's fiscal year 2023 E, so I'm guessing that's either ending 2023, so that'll be. April, April next, yeah, yeah. But all the all the major games shows have been and gone. So maybe it's one of those um, hidden projects they're going to release. Mm, but I don't know. It, it feels very like, huh? You you yeah. thought something as big as Doom would have the hype train like a year before? Because Doom Eternal did. Mm. Doom Eternal had like a year before it came out. Yeah, and Doom Eternal is also on um, Game Pass Core as well. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. So, in fiscal year 24, you have the Elder Scrolls 6, the Project Kestrel expansion, a, a licensed IP game, Fallout 3 Remaster, Ooh. Elder Scrolls Online expansion, Ghostwire Tokyo sequel, Dishonored 3, Dishonored, and Year Zero DLC, and there's a one-planned title for free-to-play and mobile. Other such leaks include, if my phone behaves, there's a new xbox controller coming out which looks kind of funky it reminds me of the core uh, you know the elite controller yeah and it's um it looks like, like the elite controller wearing pants yeah because it's got a xbox wireless 2 direct cloud bluetooth 5.2 i mean honestly i think the controller will look better if you have the well, you know you've got the handle grips where it's all black if it came up at a forty-five degree angle, just before the um thump, the thumbsticks well, and the um, you've got to think as well. So, yeah. This also has 
the, the the thing for having different colors. This is just the the bog standard markup. It's yeah. not even a full. This is render. It's not actually um, an actual made up controller. So now it's it's been um, nicknamed Seville, the new Xbox controller, the world's best controller. Now playing on a screen. Yeah, yeah, it can do mobile app. Xbox One is two direct cloud and Bluetooth five point two. Mm-hmm. Seamless pair and switch, new mobile app features, see pair devices and cloud, manage devices and accessories, immersion, feel the game, precision haptic feedback, so they're taking something from Sony there, uh-huh. VCA haptics doubles as speakers, so I think the Nintendo Wii did the um, speakers in the controller first, pretty sure yeah, they did. they did, did. Accelerometer, I think the Wii did that as well. Uh, yeah, but also mm-hmm. the Xbox One had limited accelerometer stuff because with dead rising you could waggle the controller and uh, wait wait, 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 really yeah they had we call it if you look at your original xbox one controller uh from back then it had like an ir port on the top and you i didn't i did not know that yeah and you could waggle your controller and it would uh pick up on that because it was because it was like when you had the connect and stuff so it kind of saw that and did that um so it's got rechargeable and swappable batteries it's made of recyclable material with less resin uh repair and disassembly so it's also got quieter buttons and thumbsticks as well which would be good for late night gaming yep Uh, modular modular thumbsticks so in other words you can replace them improve longevity and continue build improvements uh so that's a bit vague that one is so i'm assuming You'll be able to change out more than just the thumbsticks at some point, I suppose. If it's all modular, it means you can swap bits out as you need. Yeah, so if I like you sw- I'm assuming like it's got removable switches as well. So if you control like switches go numb or something like that, you can them out and put the new one in. So we talk. Is it going to have, like, like the triggers on the back of the controller, now, like the Elite Two, like you can just take out away if you need to? Probably, but I don't, I don't think you'll have the paddles. I think it's just like uh, you'll pull the front case off, and then it's like pull the buttons off, pull the the caps off the. The uh, oh, so it's easy to replace them out. Um, defect or broken parts. Yeah, because that's why like okay. modular. Modular means you can swap things out and that, and it's got that planned, which mm. is good. It means yes, you'll be paying for the um, the replacement parts like you're doing with the 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 PS5 Pro controller yeah. with the thumbsticks. But you know, it, it gives you that if you have a favorite controller. You're not shelving it because it's fucked. You can be like, oh, mm. I'm just pull these out, put the new sticks in, it's back to being brand new again. Pull the yeah. stuff out at the backs and replace them. Yeah, let's see him do that with a bleeding microphone port. Mm. Because that's the biggest bugbear of any controller. <laughs> see, I don't use my controller for that anymore. I always join through the uh, through PC and that now. But uh, people who aren't streaming and stuff like that, yeah, you you three and a half mil jack. That'd be cool if they had like that little piece so you could replace the three and a half mil jack and the plug-in port for the um the you know, like the the controller for the volume and the the little mm. keyboard stuff. If that was like a, a one piece thing, you could just unclick and remove and put a new one in. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, they also said it's got like a lift to w- wake up, so. With it having an accelerometer, if you pick it up and like shake it or whatever, that might 
wake up. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming it's going to be the case of if you have active under control to say 15 minutes, it cuts itself off automatically. automatically. Oh, As you can't stand, you have to hold the power button on the controller to, to, to turn it back on again. I'm, I'm assuming like that would mean back up, it, it turn up it and on. it turns itself on. Mm. Well, I know with the, the Switch controller I've got, I've got an 8-bit do one. Yeah. Uh, when I pull it off the charge pad, it'll start flashing. If I shake the shit out of it, it wakes up the console. Huh. So, because it'll pair with it, flick the console on, and then I just have to press a button to log in. Uh, like you would do if you had the, the wireless control, like the pro controller for the Switch. All you have to do is hold down the power button, then it'll ping mm. it on. Um, I'm, I'm literally just holding my Xbox controller and flinging it around in my fingers while I'm doing it. Um, so, that's cool. And then it's got the same ergonomics as Merlin. I'm assuming Merlin is the codename for the original uh, like yeah. Xbox One series controller. Yeah. Uh, it's got the same layout and activation forces, so it'll feel the same. Uh, S-E-L-E-X-D-L options as expected. Not sure what that actually means, unfortunately. Uh, standard edition, limited edition, and what the fuck's BXDL then? BXDL? Yeah. Oh, Xbox Design Labs. There we go. Oh, so you, so you can actually customize it there? Yeah. Ooh, that's quite funky. So you can buy them, because I, I do have one that's blue and orange <laughs> for, for thingy where I've got. So also that was apparently leaked is um, Product Brooklyn, the Xbox Series X refresh. Uh, Brooklyn will deliver 4K Gen 9 console gaming with more internal storage, faster Wi-Fi, reduced power, a more immersion control, immersive controller, and a beautiful redesign that elevates to all digital experience of the Xbox ecosystem. So it's the console looks cylindrical mm-hmm. by the look of things. It's discless. Yeah. Given our fans more, more to love, beautiful and innovative new design, more internal storage for games, 2 terabyte SSD, USB-C front port with power delivery, Audio more immersive controller, same great price at $499. Mm-hmm. Updated tech, all new Southbridge to modernize IO and sustainability efforts. Wi-Fi 6E radio for better throughput, latency, and interference mitigation. BT 5.2 radio for improved accessory experiences, and a 6 nanometer D die shrink for improved efficiency. Improved sustainability story. Reduced PSU power by 15%. New low power standby mode is 20% of current Xbox Series S standby mode. Increased use of PCR on housing to 30%. One and it's 100% recyclable packaging. So, yeah, you can sure. just throw your packaging in the bin. One thing I'd like to know about this will it have the storage expansion slot? Because it didn't say I'd, I'd, I'd assume so. Mm. I mean, you'd want to, because two terabytes is still not a massive amount of storage. No. Considering Series X comes with a one terabyte, and I've got a 512 storage expansion card in the back of mine as well, and I still don't have enough room for all the games I mean, I've mean, i got, I've, got, I've got a terabyte in my one, and it's, it's just not enough. Mm. I mean, you can get a 2 TB SSD for about, I think it's like 250 quid now, 300 quid. Yeah. Still but, quite pricey. Um, but the, the expansion cards, which work like its internal memory. Yeah. I've got a 512, one of them. I've got uh, I think a terabyte of SSD, and then I've got a terabyte of HD uh, plugged into it. 
and I will put my original Xbox stuff on the t- uh, hard drive. Some of the Xbox Series S and X stuff does actually work off the SSD, but not many. And then the games which are dedicated to run on the um, uh, X and S hardware goes on to the uh, internal or the expansion card because that's where they run. Now, I think an all-digital one that's as powerful as the disc one, yes, that's cool. But I think they also need to keep a disc version as well. Because if they don't do the disc version, they are 100% going to alienate a part of their um, fan base and their consumer base. So, I, I think if they had... That revision for the discless one, and then they had a expanded storage. Um, maybe it costs a little bit more premium version of the disc-based version. Then that would keep both sets of traditionalists that need the disc and the all digital that don't need the disc still happy. Mm. But um. We'll see. I, this is the thing is they they've already said that some of these things aren't actually fully realized. They were more like a an idea. So the controller, I imagine, would happen. I don't know yeah. about the discless uh, Series X though. No, I I feel like maybe. I mean, there's not much difference between the X and the and the um, Project Bro- Brooklyn anyway. To be fair, apart from it just being all digital, yeah, and more more internal. That's all it really is, really. And it uses less power. It's it's basically yeah. like uh, any second revision of a console. They will find a way to use less power, but still pump out the same performance. And I mean, I don't have um, standby mode on my console. My console goes off every night, so because it still loads up so fucking quick, there's no point having it on standby. I on standby because I want to download the fucking updates in the background. I mean, I've still got that. I've still, I've still got. Um, if I turn it off, I've still got um, automatic downloads in the background to go. So when they get pushed through, it doesn't. But yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I've got it on um, power saving, and it updates when it needs to. But other than that, it goes to sleep. But um. Yeah, like I said, and this is all very heavily implied to be concept. I think the console, unless they released and also a disc version of that two terabyte, the lower power consumption and all that. I think, or, that's or even be... do, a, or even do a Sony thing, have a a disc drive that allows you to connect up and still play from a disc drive to the Xbox Series X. Yeah, well, we never did hear back about that discless add-on. For the PS5, did we? If that was actually happening. Or no, I think it's still um, incognito currently. Yeah, still in beta. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I think the controller would be a good shout. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, or... feedback would be nice, but I don't. I don't think I'd really want adaptive triggers, though. Well. The adaptive triggers, though, could be like how they are now, where they vibrate because there's motors in uh, those so, triggers. So, so forget, with, with, with Sony, you've got like, especially like Call of Duty, you've got guns that like a bolt action. It's like, it's like a very hard trigger pull. Then you've got guns like um, 
SMGs and Uzis. Like you just pull it slightly and it just dumps all rounds in thirty seconds. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll go that way. I think no. they'll carry on with what they're doing with the. I mean, it sounds like it'll be, it might be good. It might be an interesting feature to start mm-hmm. off with. It sounds like it'll be like a. Uh, yes, no, I'm just going to turn this off because it's it's like a gimmick kind of thing. Well, it's like most Call of Duty players. I probably don't play past the campaign, or if they do play the campaign, they probably don't play past two or three games with it switched on because it's actually makes it harder to play the game. It makes it harder to be competitive because your trigger pull might be harder because you've got a different gun. Where somebody else might be spamming a pistol and like ping, 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 because there's no re- real resistance on that trigger. But you've got like a big heavy LMG and you're like, yeah, so it's like you could be struggling really hard to do like be competitive. So of course it gets turned off because you get pissed off with it. But I think the the reason why they're saying haptic feedback, in the past they've said haptic feedback for the vibration in the controllers. Like in the triggers, because when you like play Gears of War, when you get down to the last few shots of a Lancer, the vibration picks up in the trigger quite a lot to show you near the end of the mag. Yeah. So it's not necessarily adding resistance. Cause, it's just um, uh, feedback, as it were. Yeah. Because uh, that's the that was what the big deal with the Dual Sense controllers was. It was resistance feedback. It wasn't like haptic. Haptic is uh, just letting you know that something's happening, sort of thing. So I don't know. But so next story. So the CMA. Yeah, we don't know the specifics currently because it's been very um, low key. But the CMA have reached an a preliminary agreement with the merger. So they're basically happy with the Current. agreements Microsoft has put forward, and they're going forward with the um, agreements. Mm-hmm. So beyond that, all we know is they've come to terms saying, yeah, we'll accept these remedial so that, terms that you've put forward. So that means now they can close, because the FTC can't, do anything against it anymore? Well, they and... still the the CMOs still have to um put it forward to like f- other third um parties, as it were, for their view. yeah. But if if they to agree that this is uh, a good thing, it's very foolhardy to then do a one eighty when uh, Microsoft have been very like we've cooperative. Yeah, yeah, we've looked at your thing and we've tried to make it easier to make you let you say yes to this. I mean, I've been, I've been looking into this, but. They say, you know, oh, they've got to offer all the games day and day on the cloud and things like that. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily say that Microsoft have to offer digital downloads or physical downloads to the competitors. It doesn't actually state they have to. As long mm-hmm. as they've um, kept the agreement to, oh, yeah, you can get it on cloud. Mm-hmm. But I might be looking into this into the, into the wrong way, but it's kind of how it seems that it might go down. Because physical day and day, yeah, you can get Xbox One, or you can get it on physical on, say, PC or Sony six months online, or you can get yourself a cloud account and play it on day one as well. Yeah. Glad to see of Ubisoft at this point. But yeah, it's like very, um, very cool to see that this is finally getting somewhere near the end. Two fucking years later. It'd be actually two years in general, wouldn't it, more or less? 
pretty much. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, this is the Unity one, isn't it? I think this was more something. So, Unity shenanigans. We um, oh, spoke, yeah. we spoke briefly of this last podcast. And, yeah, people were not happy. People were pissed. People are still I mean, pissed. Uh, Relogic, the group behind Terraria, they actually made a public, put a public statement out um, saying the following. The team at Relogic have been watching the recent events surrounding Unity with both interest and sadness. The loss of a formerly leading and user-friendly game engine to the darker forces that negatively impact as much of the game industry has left us dismayed, to put it mildly. While we do not personally use Unity, outside of a few elements on our console and mobile platforms, we feel like we cannot sit idly by as these predatory moves are made against studios everywhere. We unequivocally condemn and reject the recent terms of service slash fees changes opposed to Unity and the underhanded way they were rolled out. The flippant manner which with which years of trust cultivated by Unity were cast aside for yet another way to squeeze publishers, studios and games is the saddest part. That this move was un well, that this move was wholly unnecessary pushes things into the tra tragedy category category. A cautionary tale the industry will not soon forget. We do not feel that a simple public statement is sufficient. Even if Unity were to recant their policies and statements, the destruction of trust is not so easily repaired. We strongly feel that it is now equally important to get behind some of the other up-and-coming open-source game engines, lighting some candles in an otherwise dark moment. To that end, we are donating $100,000 to each of the open-source engines listed below, Additionally, we are sponsoring each of these products with $1,000 per month each moving forward. All we ask in return is that they remain good people and we keep doing all they can to ensure these engines powerful. Uh, keep doing all they can to make these engines powerful and approachable for the developers everywhere. So the two engines are Godot and FNA. Freelogic has always been supportive of game developers and indie studios that do things the right way. We feel that our actions in this moment are the best way to carry that mission forward. By accelerating and strengthening comp competing open source game engines, we hope to empower and assist studios that are struggling with how best to proceed given these recent events. Yeah, there are so many pissed off people about this. I mean, City Skylines 2 is still using Unity. and They've even, out, even said, yeah, we're still going to release with Unity. But whether or not they'll update their game engine to non-Unity is late uh, to be seen. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing as well, is like they can't really, at this moment in time, delay the game. No, because they've already so got a um, release date. Like, com the marketing campaigns and uh, YouTubers and stuff like that doing bits and bobs in the game to showcase I mean, it. You've even had select YouTubers actually getting hold of early access cop copies to um, live stream. Yep, like um, because uh, I don't want to have it any have it ruined for me. Yeah, like ambiguous amphibians done some stuff in it. Uh, Real Sentinel Engineers done stuff in it. I think City Planner plays it as well, and I think also Imperial Jedi. So like these are um, big like RTS and management sim kind of people that are. Yeah. Uh, getting their like teeth into it, and 
by all means, it's going to be a good game. It's just unfortunate that the engine they've got at the moment sucks ass. But when they can figure out how to move it to a better, suitable engine that isn't going to have these fees, I think they'll jump. Unless Unity absolutely shit cans this stupid fucking idea that they've got to make more money out of people in the stupidest fucking way. Because six as, Skylines as, will sell millions. I mean, as as Relogic stated, even if they do renege on their decision, it's the damage is done. Oh yeah, any any reneging or now. Or supposed to say, or to say, oh yeah, we're sorry, we're not going to do it, and then year down the line, oh yeah, we're actually we're actually going to go back to it. Sorry, yeah. prices. I, I think if they wanted to make more money out of them, they should have just tweaked the price of the engine mm-hmm. by like a dollar or two. Uh, or yeah, like a dollar or two extra for the engine. Yeah, yeah, because the amount of people that use that engine. I mean, it's more the mobile market is going to get kicked in the dick with it, really. Not so much consoles or PC. The mobile market tends to use Unity more because it's a, it's a very easy engine to learn. Yeah, which is why I'm glad that ReadLogic are saying we're reaching out to other engines that are up and coming and we're getting them to accelerate there so they get it out there as a competing thing because it makes yeah. sense to have competition because if Unity aren't the only game in town, they've either got to shit or get off the, uh, the pad. Yep. And they'll either go down with the ship and Unity go down the shitter, or they do indeed recant all this and then somehow make a success out of it. But for the next few years, they're going to be known as the shitters that released uh, an engine that everyone laughed at to begin with, then actually started releasing good games on that engine and Mm -hmm. now have gone EA greedy on it fuck EA, and uh, I haven't said that in a while, <laughs> and then gone into... Fuck uh, EA! Fuck EA! And, uh, uh, just, for, just for the nostalgia. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I've, I've like seen dollar signs instead of keeping their development people happy. Because the licensing they had, I think it was like a... I think it was like a yearly license thing as well. I don't think it was just a... A one and done thing. I think it was like a, you licensed it for a certain term uh, to make updates and stuff with that engine. So I don't know. I don't know. It, it just feels like it's very fucking stupid, and, and like it's a fuck around and find out, and they're going to fuck around and find out. So they might see the dollar signs, but everyone else sees them as twats. So uh, yep. yeah. So, next uh, bit of information. I saw it today. So, this is from Spawnwave YouTube. Uh, and this was, I think, on IGN where it was initially uh, thinged. So, Cybersecurity Connect reported that a ransomware group calling itself Ransomed.vc claimed it had breached Sony Group and threatened to sell stolen data. And the quote says, we have successfully compromised Sony uh, SIC all of Sony uh, compromised all of Sony systems. Uh, Ransom VC claimed uh, on both on the clear and dark nets as reported by Cybersecurity Connect. We won't ransom them. We will sell the data. Due to Sony not wanting to pay, data is for sale. While the claims are unverified at this stage, the uh, CSC said ransomware posted proof of hack data that includes screenshots of an internal login page 
uh, an internal PowerPoint presentation outlining test bench details and a number of Java files. There's also a file tree of the entire leak, which appears to have less than 6,000 files. Um, CSC described this uh, cache of data as small relative to the all of Sony systems claim. Uh, Ransom threatened to post the data on the 28th of September if no buyer is found beforehand. That's tomorrow on tomorrow, podcast yeah. recording. Uh, in a statement issued to IGN, Sony said, we are currently investigating the situation. We have no further comment at this time. You know when they said that last... When they had that big hack back in like 2009? and Wasn't that when they had their servers taken offline for like nearly two weeks, was it? It was a month. One week, two weeks. It was like a yeah. month. Yeah. It was a month. It was something like that. I, I'm going to look up how long uh, the PlayStation servers were down for. How long were PlayStation? No, how long was PlayStation Network down? 23 days. So three weeks, give or take. Yep. Uh, the outage lasted 23 days at the time of the outage with a count of 77 million registered network accounts. It was uh, not only one of the largest security data breaches, but also the longest PS uh, network out uh, outage in history. That was from Wikipedia. So, 23 days. And that's the thing, it's like, I so said the file tree had, what, 6,000 files? Hmm. But, but is that, like, are they talking, like, folded files, or are they talking, like, file files? I think they're talking about filed files, but I don't know with what the average file size would be. Are we talking kilobits of data, or are we talking megabits of data? Yeah, well, it's like... Or even, or even gigabytes, who knows? Exactly. Well, they're saying, oh, it's relatively small. And it's like, okay, well, that depends on what... Okay, so it's just it's just let's just estimate. So it's just six thousand files, right? Let's mm-hmm. just say each file's uh, what two hundred and fifty megabytes. Yeah. So what that be? A quick math. Thousand well, megabytes is a gig. Well, thousand twenty-four. If you want to be technical about it. Yeah. So, well, it, so that'd be four. Four files to a gig. So six thousand divided by four. Fifteen hundred. So yeah, so it's about it's about be about fifteen hundred gigabytes of data if mm-hmm. it's um at five hundred each. So a terabyte and a half, yeah. Roughly. And that's a quote unquote small, small. amount of data. Yeah, a, a terabyte and a half of data is quite a big leak from any company. It's I mean, if it's, ten, of... if it's if it's if it's ten, ten times that, that's that's what's that, that petabyte? Is it petabyte? Yeah. Was it, is it, is it no, a terabyte, zettabyte, petabyte, or is it petabyte, zettabyte? I can't remember uh, that it goes. I think it's petabyte, zettabyte. I'm not sure. But um, either way, Sony have got a bad track record for losing customer information and such like. They've had their credit card information hacked off there. They've had denial of service attacks that lasted 23 days where no one could log into the Sony online in 2011. So it's not like it's the first time this has happened. And yeah, it's, just, it's, not, it's not like um, Sony and themselves are, are also um, the only who are experiencing it. I mean, Xbox has gone down a few for a few days as well. I mean, yeah, but days. If you know, if you know the back doors to go through, then mm-hmm. you know you can hack anything really. It's like three or four. It's like, days I remember, over... did, we, did we talk about it a number of years? Was it a podcast ago? So ago, a number of years, number of podcasts ago, that a young lad managed to break into Area Fifty One by hacking. 
I think we probably did mention it once. Yeah, I mentioned it my mention a podcast. I mean, you know, if you determine enough, you know. Oh, yeah, you can find a way in, yeah. Yeah. But I think with the, the Microsoft stuff is they've always been quick to shut that down. So like three days I think was the longest outage they've had. Yeah, but you you'd 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 understand it's only got hacked more than Microsoft because Microsoft is the tech giant of the PC industry, so they should have in there all their mm. backdoors, um, <laughs> it, 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 as it were, <laughs> covered. Giggity. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying Sony's inept at doing it. It's just Sony seems to have more security breaches. Than it does, but even still, Microsoft still get. What is it? Oh, we get a robot boy. Sorry. Not bashing I'm not bashing, I'm not bashing, I'm not bashing Sony here because you know Sorry, we it's not it's not a great win anyway. any You went completely robot for a second. I'm not Yeah, I can't you, not I'm not bashing I'm not bashing Sony because you know it's it's bad when any platform leaks your fucking data. Yeah. Um yeah, the long and short of it is Sony once again uh has been hit hard with something, and it'd be interesting to see between now and next podcast recording what gets released, because I imagine it will be mm. uh, quite a sizable amount of data for that six thousand files, because they only said files; they didn't say size. It's like the uh, was it the Giga leak from Nintendo was uh, like a, a terabyte and a half, and they had shitloads on that. Like cancelled Pokemon games, uh, new DLC for things, uh, yeah. different variations on what would eventually be the Switch. There was lots of shit in there, like old, like uh, alpha and beta versions of uh, games, uh, unreleased games that didn't make it past the alpha stage. There was like l- literally a shit ton of stuff come out of that terabyte le- leak. So, if we're being Modest and saying the files are 250 megabytes each. That's quite a lot of information there. It's mm. like a, it's a downplay. We all oh, we we we're not going to comment any further. Blah blah blah. And then uh, they're like, oh. But yeah, just because you see a file or you see a, a list of files, it doesn't necessarily tell you the size of those files. So. That's that's where we're like struggling with this. What they're telling us, yeah, what we're just seeing... giving like an, an estimate for, for the file size, rather mm. than saying, "Oh, yes, six thousand files at a gig each." Yeah, well, even if it's that'd be a lot. Of even if there were two and a half megabytes gig, each, that? that's still over a hundred gigabytes of data. Hmm. So, hundred gigs is a game. When you think of how much data is in that game. So I don't know. Let's move on because it we, we well, are dragging. Hundred gigs is what two thirds of um, Call of Duty, isn't it? Essentially, <laughs> yeah. Or uh, quite a bit of Starfield. But um, all right, next one. So the Elder Scrolls Six will not be coming to PlayStation. Where the fuck did this come from? Uh, that was me, I think. Mm. I think it's been as much been been announced that the Elder Scrolls Six won't be a place. Will not be on PlayStation at least at a launch anyway. Yeah. Speculation that we're coming in 2026. <laughs> oh, still away, still a ways away. Yeah, we didn't put in the here, but like, uh, if anyone gives a fuck, by the way, Final Fantasy VII 
remake is coming to the Xbox next year. Next year at some point. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm big on Karen. I'm big on big on Karen at this point. Because it's also um, episodic as well. You've got. Oh, it actually says it looks like up to I could think... finally. Not actually. Oh, it, it looks. It's going to be. Ep- if it looks going to be episodic. I think it's going to be like um. You got the current one, then you got rebirth, and there's another one. Yeah. It's all based on the story progression. But what I've what I've read though, they've given um, Yuffie and um, uh, Vincent a bit more of a, a role in the game. In the game. Yeah. Because we're in the original in the original game, Yuffie and Vincent were hidden characters. All right. So you'd find Yuffie in, in a forest area outside Junon, and you can get her to go join your squad there. And then you'd find Vincent in the basement of Nibbleheim. <coughs> I think then the... you find out that she was a, he was married to uh, I think it was, it was either married to or he was involved with Lucrezia, which you find in a middle of nowhere in a, um, in a waterfall in the world map. Mm. I think the the issue with the Final Fantasy stuff is, um, at, at this point, does anyone give a fuck? <laughs> because it's been that long, yeah. and they've made so much of a fuck up with it. Square Enix going to release it, and we oh, we didn't really do any numbers, and then everyone's going to turn around. Yes, because you fucking held it back past the year you said you would. Don't. Th- this is what annoys me. Uh, and then, like the fact that their screen are holding back other games as well, aren't they? They're going to be exclusive. Like the the new Final Fantasy that just came out was PlayStation exclusive, wasn't it? I don't think it's coming uh, out. All, all. Rebirth, I think, wasn't it? No, uh, sixteen. Was no, uh, Crisis Core's come to Xbox. Yeah, no, sixteen. I think it's uh... Final Fantasy. Oh, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's exclusive. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to bash Final Fantasy 16. It does look good. Don't get me wrong. It just doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy to me because mm. it's not the Final Fantasy I actually grew up with. Yeah, but th- that's the thing. Though, I, grew, like... I grew up the Final Fantasies where it was all which is all turn based. Square Enix have done this. You get to maybe get to Final Fantasy 12 when it started getting a bit more, you know, a bit more active. Yeah, active time battle where things go on there, and then it's you know then you get to. Final Fantasy 15 where it's all you know on the go yeah action but this is what annoys yeah. me is like I mean, Final Fantasy 15 was good don't get me wrong I did complete it a couple of times but it just didn't feel like a Final Fantasy to me mm. what annoys me about it is because I'm is old, that, old school is that um, Square Enix have quite obviously signed an exclusivity deal with Sony and they are alienating fans of this console the Xbox and stuff and it's like, no one's going to buy a fucking Sony PlayStation just to play this game. And eventually when we get it on Xbox, I don't think that many people are going to be bothered. And then we won't get any other Final Fantasy games for the Xbox because they've basically priced themselves out of the market by being exclusive to Sony. And the only way that it will change for people to be bothered about it coming to Xbox is if Sony tanks hard. But I don't know. It's it's stupid. But yeah, so Elder Scrolls Six is not coming at launch to the PlayStation. Well, that's that's what it's rumored to be. Not at launch. It yeah. might be full exclusive. I'm not entirely sure yet. I haven't really uh, found a lot in the in the ways of details. But it's looking like it'll be a temporary 
yeah exclusive wasn't it like case by case they said back in the day yeah that's they say obviously legacy titles will also be honored so i'm I'm assuming with the mention of the oblivion remaster and the fallout 3 remaster yeah those will those would come to playstation because they are basically remasters of a legacy title mm-hmm. oh hey so speaking oh, i'd of... love to have a i'd love to have a more remaster to be fair mm. so speaking of uh sony stuff spider-man 2 uh it releases soon on the playstation 5 <laughs> they tweeted out uh spider-man 2's new fast travel powered by the playstation 5's ssd is insanely impressive and one of those things that can only be done on the ps5 those screens uh in real new generation games are a thing of the past now i'm getting retro i'm messing clank with um flashback here well, yeah, now Twitter then added, reader added context. PlayStation 5 is not the only gaming device which is able to provide such a short loading time. Mm. The underlying tech directed GPU access to the disc is available on PC and Xbox as well. In addition, the latest Gen 5 NVMe drives are up to two times faster than the Gen 4 uh, PS4 SSD. Uh, PS5 SSD. So, this is what I love about it. These people are like saying, oh, but... Somebody does it better, and it's like until it doesn't, <laughs> until somebody else yep. can match it, and like the guy who um had a big beefy PC who ran Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on a hard drive, yeah, and got l- load times and auto jumps almost on pretty much on par with the PlayStation Five. Um, well, they they were noticeably slower on hard drive, but not crazy. No, like long. No, so it's like it almost said, almost on par with the PlayStation Five. Yeah, it was like what? well, not in seconds. You're talking about like, like half like half a second. Oh really. no, I, I saw the um, I saw the what you call it. I saw the um, digital foundry version of this. So when they ran it on a hard drive, it was up to five seconds on some of the larger yeah. areas loading. On the other ones, it was like one two seconds. So still wasn't crazy long, but it's it's just one of those things where Sony have made this big. Whoa, near instantaneous load times. And it's like, yes, but the fucking Xbox does that already, and they don't really bitch about and moan about it. They just say it's powered with everything in there to make it the most balanced experience you'll play. Near seamless loading times, if possible. Um, And it's more about power. That's what Xbox have said. We're power. We're starting to go, but we load faster. And it's like, yes, but we can also prove that any PC or uh, any game that's fucking like utilizing the Xbox's power can make it load quicker too. So it it, it doesn't mean anything, which is fucking funny because it's just like, oh, look at how good we are. No, mate, calm down. Take a bill. So, um, so Starfield, by the way, um. You know, that game that came out that's console exclusive to console and PC. Uh, 10 million downloads and active users of the game. I've played about seven or eight hours of the game so far. It's pretty good. Um, apparently, it does pick up later on when you get further into the game, but I've been playing it in small chunks. Um, How's those close ups treating you? Sorry? How's the what? How's those close-ups treating you? 
Oh, it's, <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a Bethesda game though. If they're not something fucking janky, so I re- re- uh, retrieved a bit of artifact off this planet, and one of the NPCs who was working with me comes and walks over to me, and just all I see is her lips. <laughs> the entire nose, yeah, yeah, and her nose for the entire cutscene. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Early whites. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is an this is a Bethesda game. It's funny though because it's it's not I mean, happened to everybody, but when it happens to you, it's fucking funny. I mean, I was doing Skyrim the other day, and I basically fast traveled to Morthal, which is one of these cities. Mm-hmm. I just walked down the carriage, turned around. There's this guy on a horse. Stops outside this building, gets off the horse, pings into the air, and drops to his death. <laughs> and I was like, so yeah, that's the first that one of the bits that I saw in Skyrim, which I thought was funny, was uh. In the intro cutscene, one of the guys couldn't figure out where he was meant to stand. So he kept like jerking around as he was trying to get into position. Because for some reason his coding was just ever so slightly off, so he wouldn't stand in the right position. Uh and like he got off a horse like and that. got off the horse twice, and it was funny. It was just it was just so weird. <laughs> um but yeah. So two ten million downloads in two weeks. Pretty fucking good for a console exclusive game that everyone bitched about. I mean, if you look on the um, what's well, so if you look on the Steam charts of PC, I mean, concurrent players are still pretty high. We're still talking 180,000 people for a single player game. So going to Kotaku.com, uh, Starfield player followed across the galaxy by an entire city. So, obviously, you know, bugs are going to be in a Bethesda game. It's fucking funny, but for the most part, it's quite polished. I mean, are we talking a actual city or, like, the uh, city's um, security guards? Uh, you want to click on the link and have a look at the, the picture. So, no one likes the space stalker yet. Bethesda Game Studios' open space RPG is littered with them. Uh, although early reviews claimed Starfield was Bethesda Games' most polished game to date, which, I mean, it is, I've only had small, <laughs> small, relatively small bugs. Uh, the open space RPG still suffers from some strange, sometimes amusing, occasionally very helpful sorts of bugs and glitches the studio's work is often known for. Maybe the most mind-boggling bug yet, however, is one that players... Are uh, being followed across space, not just by asteroids and other such objects, but by even forests and whole-ass cities. Uh, Starfield is a game about exploring the furthest reaches, uh, no, <laughs> furthest reaches of Reaching? Black Sea above us. You'll join a troop of space surveyors, as well as several other major and minor factions, to scour the cosmos, looking for knowledge, loot, and power. Uh, some helpful if annoying companions can now accompany you on vo- voyage, which is nice. Uh, traveling space can be lonely sometimes, but depending on how Buster Starfield decides to be during your playthrough, you mind you may find yourself yearning for that loneliness. Across the game's subreddit posts are folks claiming that most random objects in space are stalking them throughout the galaxy. On September 15, for example, Redditor Reverend Rue posted nine images of an asteroid that had followed them for the past 30 hours like a pet. Similarly, 
<laughs> on September the 20th, user Ultimaster shared four images uh, of an asteroid that randomly attended my wedding after a thousand hours of gameplay. Uh, user Royal Schedule uh, took to Reddit on September the 22nd and shared an image of a whole forest that's somehow been trailing the spaceship. But probably the wildest example of the bug was shared on the 21st of September by uh, Redditor Punnydoo, who posted a, an image of the whole of New Atlantis City creeping on them in space. Yikes. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not all the things that have been breathing down fuel tanks of Starfield players. One Redditor claimed to be followed by part of a cave, while another commenter posted about an asteroid following bug that said, it was being chased by four pet rocks after chasing uh, after mining asteroids. According to a few comments, uh, I've seen multiple posts. Bugs seemingly permanent, even if you reboot the game. The only way to get rid of them, for at least right now, is to use console commands or PC or load a previous save. Regardless, this might be the most difficult dogfight you'll ever find yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. I like like Bethesda. Do good work, and games are very immersive and stuff, but they're also very fucking funny when there's bugs. And it is great that Starfield oh, has yeah. some. I think they had to kind of leave some in there. But, uh, speaking from one space game to another space game. Go from Starfield to Star Citizen. Yes, I need to find the story. From IGN.com. <sighs> so. Over $600 million later, Star Citizen is now at the Alpha 3.20 stage. Oh, and there's a $500 spaceship as well, a new one. Oh, what a surprise. Yep. Star Citizen's oh, long-running yeah. development has inched forward yet again, this time to Alpha 3.20 stage. The latest update, <laughs> dubbed Fully Loaded, Overhauls the arena uh, commander mode and adds new PvP modes, maps and racetracks, and adds new missions and ships to the persistent universe portion of the space sim. But still no public release. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, this is the largest update to Arena Commander since its introduction in 2014. Developer Cloud Imperium Games says and delivers more focused, bite-sized gameplay with diverse content for racers, fighters, and competitive. Climbing the leading board. leaderboard. Leaderboard. Uh, the update also adds the Misk Hull C ship, the titan of cargo hauling profession, with room for a crew of up to four players. And the Fury LX, a racing variant, currently uh, added Mirai Snubfighter. New features include automatic cargo loading and unloading at space stations and to support the whole sea's expansive cargo capacity. Launch Taylor uh, bigs up Star Citizen's exploration, saying players can travel seamlessly across worlds. As you'd expect, fans have taken to that, as CIG making the point of comparison between its games and Bethesda's recently released Starfield, which does not feature seamless space travel. Neither does Elite, but we don't give a fuck. Star Citizen crowdfunding back in 2012 and now, over a decade later, is considered the most controversial product in all of video games. Over the years, Star Citizen has been called out on many things, including a scam by those who wonder whether it will ever properly launch. Its virtual spaceships, some of them cost $100 or hundreds of dollars, often focus of criticism. The Misk Sea Hull 
uh, added in three uh, Alpha three twenty update costs an eye watering five hundred dollars. Christ. What cannot be denied though is the huge amount of money raised so far by Star Citizen, uh, which developer Cloud Imperium Games displays on its website. At the time of the article's publication, Star Citizen had raised six hundred four million one hundred eighty three thousand two hundred ten. Uh, dollars from just over 4.8 million backers. Leached on dry. Mm-hmm. I like how uh, a guy called Atmosphere put, so it's raised 600 million and still isn't complete, and they're asking for more money. Are they out of their minds? They should be investigated for fraud. This is how corporations go, uh, go under for Ponzi scheming. Then someone went, uh, can you show us where they are asking for money? People are choosing to pay for stuff. Their Kickstarter ended years ago. And then uh, he replied with, they raised 600 million delivering an alpha test. I'm not defending them, but it's quite easy to see why the game will never, ever release. If people keep supporting the devs, will retire and live out the rest of their days before it hits beta. Then yep. <laughs> someone replied, Devs can pass their job and title on to their sons from generation to generation. <laughs> Imagine that. Because I do know his deathbed says his son, you've got to continue the Star Citizen's coffee physics for me. Ten years, I can't do no more. Hmm. Well, then someone also said, to be fair, uh, games like Last of Us 2, God of War, Uncharted 4 have budgets like Horizon 2, where they're about as high as the big-budget movie. GTA 5 costs $600 million plus. Look at uh, how those games came out. Just be patient. Why the rush? Uh, plenty to play. You let them work, and... In the end, you get a huge game uh, that all you said you want a Starfield to be. Stop complaining. In the meantime, play No Man's Sky okay. or Starfield. Uh... Plus, delayed builds hype. If it just came out, yeah, how would how it w- will, and nothing hype, people would claim it's trash. They would do that anyway, but some people love to hate. What? So, this is the thing, though. Ten years, $600 million, and it's still not released. And yet you get, you get some blockbuster films in Hollywood that actually get out more cheaper than that. Uh-huh. You'll have a computer to be able to play on it first. Yep. Well, that's the thing. Even with my new GPU, I still can't run that game fucking properly. I tried. It still runs like shit. And I I beat the minimum required things it says on the fucking website. Fuck that game. So hard. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. It's like, oh, I'm getting 20 FPS now instead of 10. Hey, woo! <laughs> I really couldn't give a fuck about that game anymore. It does my head in. Um, no. So well, let's just wrap up some of the other things because we've got quite a few bits and bobs. Red Dead Redemption 2 possibly coming to the Switch. I'm not um, sure how that would work though because... It's I mean, either going to be cloud or it's going to be a massive cartridge. Yeah, yeah, and downgrade. Uh, although Red Dead Redemption 1 on par with the 360. It even looks a little bit better. 
So, yeah, and Red I mean, Dead Redemption I'll be, I'll, I'll be surprised if they did the RDR2 um, on the um, upcoming Switch OLED, I swear. Oh, on Switch 2? Yeah. It could, it could do. could do. I mean, uh, that'd, be a bit, that'd be probably better for it, really, because you'll be able to get the actual full enjoyment out of the game yeah. and the um, graphic fidelity. Um, Ubisoft announced Division 3. No one gives a fuck. Woo. Uh, Nintendo Direct dropped, and some of the noteworthy games I wrote down. I can get to them. Where are they? Where are they? Uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door Remaster. Uh, Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3 Remaster with anniversary graphics. Uh, F-Zero 99, a Battle Royale F-Zero game. A Princess Peach game. Uh, and among Ugh. other things. But I'm really, really hyped for the Thousand Year Door Remaster. Kind of surprised. Because it, for one, it's in HD. Yeah. So it looks crisp. And two, Thousand Year Door was a fucking great Paper Mario game. It was it was the top of the mountain. Everything that's come Paper Mario wise afterwards has just slid down into mediocrity. I had Stick a Star on the 3DS, and it's fucking awful because you don't do turn base like you do um, normally. You have like mm. stickers you play. So if I want to like stomp on his head, I have to play a stomp sticker. But if I run out of stickers, I can't fight. And you can't stomp either. And I can't stomp. So if I run out of stickers mid-battle, I'm fucked. Which is why I stopped playing it. But, you know, I the last few Paper Mario games have just ch- like changed up so much that it got a bit weird. There was like Color Splash, there was Sticker Star, there was Super Paper Mario, which just played like a, a Mario game but in 3D. Uh, but 2D. And then... Yeah, it just, it just didn't... None of it made sense. I don't know why they fucked around with it, but pay, Thousand Year Door is going to come out. Everyone's going to go fucking shit hot for it. Um, yeah. Let me have a look at the... No, I'm not. I can't be asked. We're near the end of the podcast, so let's just get wrapped. But, yeah, and then the Princess Peach game uh, is kind of like how they did Super Princess Peach on the DS, but this is like a, a 3D, it, her own kind of uh, thing. Mm. I also just remembered Mario vs. Donkey Kong is also coming to the Switch as well. Ooh. So the Lemming-esque puzzle them up. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm like I said. The for me, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Yes. The Tomb Raider One Two Three Remaster I think might have Chronicles in it as well. That's coming to other consoles as well, so it's not just the Switch. That's good, right? Yeah, so you can either play it in polished up original graphics or you can play it in the new anniversary graphics which Lara looks like the PlayStation 2 anniversary Tomb Raider Lara. So take that as you will. But it Mm. looks like the gameplay is exactly the same as it was on the original PlayStation. So tank controls dodgy jumping puzzles and stuff like that. T-Rex is coming out fucking nowhere. Um, so if you're a big fan of the original games, you're probably going to pick this up because you'll enjoy being able to play it on brand new hardware. Um, other than that, that that was it for the Nintendo Direct. I don't, I don't really want to go into that much because there was lots of stuff. But, you know, Paper Mario, 
fucking winner. Does, do we need to talk about anything else? Uh, and then last off, Small Land, which I'm not sure what this is. It's um, think of Grounded, but more of an open world kind of thing, where you can actually tame um, bugs in the in the in the, um, in the world. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a little clip on the uh, uh, link I sent. It's like you, you see the um, it's like a massive open world kind of um. Almost Aragon esque, really. To be fair, it's like yeah. a it's like a massive um, not Aragon esque um, micro. Oh. Yeah, kind of, but it's kind of um, a bit more f- fantastical, shall we say? Hmm. I I really want grounded to go like into the buildings and stuff. I want to be able to go down the street. I want to be able to mm. like fuck around at the gas station and fight new and interesting things. Like the the backyard's cool. The backyard is quite big for it, for what it was. I I feel yeah. like they need to expand like the whole fact that the intro goes through the house. It's like you've yeah. got to put us in the house. That'd be cool. I'd love to go in the house and have a whole different thing go on there. Maybe even. I if mean, it, I, like... I've I've played um Grandis since it was originally back on game preview, so I've seen yeah. all the all the all the um updates mm. and they've progressively how they've progressively expanded the garden and added new shit to it it's been one hell of a ride mm. that's why i'm like really looking forward to that being uh like expanded more i i feel like there is lots more they could add into that garden like i said you could go in the hat you could probably add the house you could add the shed you could probably add next door's garden as an extra thing Probably. Because we haven't seen, like, rats or anything. We can't take on the crow. Roaches and stuff like that. Yeah. So it'd be cool to, like, maybe if you go to the petrol station, if you get there somehow, the petrol station has, like, rats, roaches, uh, and sort of various bugs and ants and stuff. Yeah, I remember there's some sort of concept. I think they just they dropped was some sort of um, gecko or some sort of small lizard. In the yeah, garden. there was a lizard... There was a lizard, the queen bee, uh, and the wasp, and the wasp made it in. That's right, because the queen, the, the beehive used, the beehive used to be on the picnic table, but they moved it up to the top of the tree. Hmm. But wasp nest someone built it up there in. with a load of planks, and yeah, someone built up to the beehive from the, in the tree with um, stairs and shit, and the floor's solid, but there's nothing to do in it. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. You can't do anything with it. But yeah, interesting, interesting thing. Uh, keep an eye on it. Hopefully, that'll push Grounded to expand more. Because it's a good game. It's, it's a really good game. I do want to go back into it eventually and play some more. The the world still exists on my saves, so we can re up it and carry on because we did the good and bad ending. Um, but I'd love there to be like more to add. So maybe like there's a a thing where you deliberately go back to the garden. Mm. Like if you complete the game, then you get like an intro to the D- like DLC thing, where you return after so long, and you walk into the garden normally, and then get shrunk down into like being into like the thingy mode, and then you go back to your house and retrieve all your gear and carry on. But um, we'll see. Right, shall we wrap this up? Because we've been going for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So if you want to contact me on Twitter, I know it's called X, but I'm calling it Twitter. Fuck off. You can reach me on there at Dolphin Rapture, Big D. Everything else is lowercase. I'll learn to say most questions, as long as they're not religious, political, or racist. Don't be a dick about it. If you want to send a message to Bobs, who had to bow out a little bit earlier than normal, you can reach them also on Twitter at Reggie underscore Coop. I'm not sure if he's being picked up at the moment, but um, my Sorry, lovely other half star is is um, being a trotter. You can reach her also on um, Twitter at Stardust2118. Again, same kind of questions. Don't be a dick. Nothing religious, nothing political, nothing racist. If you want to send a message to our host, you press his record, LosG1985, where you may find it. Twitter, other places like that, or even on Pornhub. <laughs> if you have a message you want to give to the other Spartans who join the podcast, you can send those to the Spartans in Pajamas podcast handle at on Twitter, SIP Podcast Crew, Big S, Small I, Big P, or Lowercase Podcast Crew. Yep. Uh, I'd just like to point out as well something that's been rumoured uh, about Twitter is that it, they might start charging you just to use it. Not this whole Twitter blue thing. They might be t- charging you just to use it. So, depending on what happens with that, we might be switching to a different social media platform to advertise our so speaking uh, of, podcast. Speaking of, speaking of charging, I think uh, I think Tinder's doing something similar as well. Like, they're charging like um, what was it? I actually saw this on Twitter. Actually, they've actually doing like a, a monthly charge of like um, it's like Tinder Premium. Oh yeah, no, they've had Tinder Premium for donkeys. It's like thirty no, I mean, pounds I mean, a month. Oh no! What's no? What's this one? Um, give me two seconds before we finish up. Oh, what the fuck was it? Uh, it's Tinder something. It's like five hundred pound a month. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm loading up Tinder. I'm loading up Tinder. Tinder <laughs> Select. Astrava. That's the wrong thing. Yeah, Tinder Select costing four hundred ninety nine dollars per month. Fuck me! Do I, I mean, get blown if I fucking join that? I mean, push in front of every queue. No, I think at this point it'd probably, probably be easy to just cheaper just fucking pay for pussy at this point. Okay, so there's Tinder Plus, there's Tinder Gold, and there's Tinder Platinum. There's a new one coming called um, Tinder Select, costing four hundred ninety nine dollars per month. Uh, Tinder Platinum is nineteen pound a week. So that's what about seventy six pound a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, gold is fourteen ninety nine a week, and Tinder Plus is nine ninety nine a week. Yeah, fuck that. That's why I don't pay for fucking dating sites. If I'm paying for dating I mean, sites, I might as well just pay for a prostitute because that's gotta be cheaper, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I, at least I, I know. Yeah, what I, choice. I'm, right. I, at least I'm getting what I want if I do. Whereas if like. You go on a date, you might not get what you want out of it. Like if I want to go get laid, I could just buy a prostitute cheaper than fucking Tinder Plus. And I don't have to deal with the awkwardness at the end of it. It's like, see you later, bye. Yeah, business arrangement. Done. But if I have to pay for sex, I'm not doing it right. So anyway, this has been episode 138 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Catch you all later. <laughs> Laters. Bye. Bye.